Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. It's not Nick and Matt, it's Evan and Matt, because Nick's fired after last week's show. I'm kidding. What's up, Evan? Not much. I'm not as good looking as Nick, but hopefully I can fill his place. Hold on. We probably have that stupid echo with you again. I'm guessing we do. Uh, how did we miss that already? Let me just check really quick. Why is it I will doing that? Sit here. Why, why is it doing that, Ben? Tell me. Tell me what's um, happening there. Because Real Tech is Skype out on video. Nope. Okay, we're sitting here real, real quick. I'm gonna just fix it. You guys Talk get to do this with me live. This is the best I am part. I'm testing of it all. here. You guys oh, can hear me. We're live. gonna hear you live. We hear you echo, live. Echo, we hear echo. you live. But I'm gonna just fix something real quick. I think. All right. Um. Oh, well, well, pull up the chat. what we did is we just lost the audio for like the game show stuff. Though. Not a problem. Okay, let's continue on. We got that was an exciting start here. We got in studio. We have his name is Casey White. Boom. I thought I was Nick Carl. Oh, Casey. No, okay. No, we got I'm Casey White. I like <laughs> Casey White, everybody in studio. I think we're going to get carried away tonight. Um, thanks to Casey being here. Um, this is, is going to be a blast. Whoa, really whoa, hold is. on a second. We got we got issues. <laughs> just kidding. Ben's just getting am carried I, away. Am I still echoing? No, nope. you're good. All right. No, but there's. I take notes to fix this, Ben, because I'm, I, I'm, trying, I'm no, trying. No, no, no. Just leave that alone. Just leave it. Okay. Alone. It's it's you're it right. is it's fine. All right. Here we go. So tonight, we're going to talk about a few things. If that wasn't the best um, intro you've ever heard out of 117 episodes. Wow, 117. This is 107. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Cosmic Disc Golf presenting this episode. CosmicDG.com. You can check them out on social media, their website. You see them listed on our screen here. If you're watching YouTube, every single page has it featuring the show. Thank you to them. Go check them out. Get your disc golf needs met, as well as their other initiatives you can find more about there. So we're going to be talking about PDGA rules update. That sounds boring but we're not going to make it boring. <laughs> um, sponsorships, the off-season. Things are going to happen, I believe. I heard this, like, idea from people that, like, this will be a very quiet off-season. There's nothing to look forward to. Every year. That's what we hear. Right. And so I'm going to have a take on that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's going to be the case ever from here on out. I mean, Paul started it, but then it was, like, like Paige happened, and then Ricky, and, like, we can talk about all that later. Um. I might rant a little bit. We'll talk about our first aces, what discs we did it with. Love is it. Our aces, good shots, that kind of thing. Um, and then we're going to bring a fun segment called Rules. This is what it's called. <laughs> rules that could be cool, but are probably pretty bad ideas. Is that, is that, that the most catchy segment name you've ever heard? It absolutely is. intro for it. I'll, I'll come up with it. <laughs> it's just, no, like do a little ditty. Rules. That are, uh, could be cool. Could be cool. Oh, no. <laughs> But are probably pretty Not bad. Good. I forgot to say. Okay. I'm sorry. So that is a segment we're going to talk about. Um, so what'd you do this week? You started Vlogmas, Casey. I did start Vlogmas. That started how long ago? December 1st. So what is today? The fifth? Today is the fifth, I think. Yeah, I posted yes. video number five today. Okay. Yep. Are you gonna do something Wait. on my birthday, December 7th? I will be posting another vlog. Let Ooh, me ask. Cool. I, I have the outro be wavy like the ocean. Yes. 
one of my songs. He's produced music. It's pretty good, actually. Cool. But my question is, I've done some Vlogmas with Simon over the years or whatever it's been now. And I'm trying to remember. I think he record. Usually he records and posts that day. Is that what you did today? Or did no, you record no, today? No, You're going to post no. tomorrow. Um, I have my buddy or Broderick helping, uh-huh. helping me edit. So I don't, I don't edit anything. Come on. So I just film ahead of time, send it to him. I obviously pay him respectively. And nice. We take it on together because I don't have the time or the energy or the, the knack for the editing to make like funny, catchy stuff. So it, I help him. He helps me. And he's basically the reason I have a YouTube channel as is, because if I had to edit everything, there's no way I would post as many videos as I do. Hmm. It must be nice to be that famous that you can just sit back and pay people to do the, the hard work right i mean yeah but you gotta you know you gotta give them good content so that stuff still works evan of course i'm not downplaying that part. no evan you said something that's interesting though because you said be that famous where you can just pay for it i'm like well i can just <laughs> well, pay for it but I, i'm yeah, not famous yeah. but like so it's one or the other usually like people that's are true, lining yes. up to edit for Damn, him you're for so free. famous your wallet yeah. is empty <laughs> <laughs> i just pay everybody uh but right, i, I I'm get not your here point. to make sense <clears throat> i get your point though because if you're rich and famous then you pay people to do stuff anyways oh coach broad is in the chat he <clears throat> said currently editing another video there he is yep Awesome. We do give we do give love to the chat. Maybe not as much as we did in the early days, but we'll give shout outs just like Casey did. Something cool pops up there where if uh, you want to cause trouble, don't do it. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll talk about it. Those driving around in their cars listening at work. We always love you. Uh, you are at least 50 percent of our listening audience. And so we I value it. you very. That very used to much. be me at work. It, we just give the people something to drone on in the background about. Absolutely. Disc golf. It used to be me, too. Listen to you, when all converts to the in studio. You put a microphone in his face. Exactly, and now I'm here. <laughs> oh, what a mistake it was. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm here to stay. Okay. Um, so I last week flew. That's why I wasn't here. Nick, Ben, Evan held down the show. No guest. Um, I flew out to Wisconsin for work. I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. In the world of trivia, does anybody know who lived in Appleton wow. in disc golf? Oh, in disc golf. Uh, trivia. I didn't plan this trivia, but it is, is trivia. Is it like a very known name? Yes. Like, Barry Schultz? I guess is Nope. Oh, Haley King. Thing Sorry. That Haley was, King. I was thinking way too much <laughs> history. I knew that. <laughs> that was good. My mind was going Terry Miller, but... Uh, oh, no. Terry's close, but he's Terry Milwaukee. I knew it was Wisconsin, but it didn't make sense. But yeah, I thought so, he was in Milwaukee. But is, like, I don't know where Appleton is. Appleton is, like is west of Green of Bay. Oh, Casey okay. White, so world country, world traveler. He knows Man. his geography now. <laughs> okay, uh, quick question. Casey, how many states have you been to? How many have I been to or how many have I played disc golf in? Uh, let's to. start with disc golf. Then we oh, can work yeah, up to okay, hold on. been I'll on the ground. Like I'm calling pit stops. Let's go. Like if you just like I've driven through Indiana without stopping. Uh, okay. I definitely not been to Indiana. Yeah, uh, I hear you. But like uh, New Mexico, I've stopped in New Mexico, went around a gift store, went to the bathroom, ate food. Like I'm calling that. I'd call, I'd consider Indiana classification. Okay, whatever. He's uh, pulling it up, everybody. I have played disc golf in 38 states, I believe. That might be higher. It's no lower. It just means that I might have forgotten to include a couple of the other states that I have passed through. But those are just played disc golf courses in because, like you said, you've driven through Indiana, but you would say you didn't visit it. So that's why I do play disc golf. I would say I've probably 
been through at some point in my existence, passed through everything, every single state except for Nebraska. Oh, except for Nebraska. I think it's the only one. I'll tell you that. Interesting. How many disc golf courses are in well, Nebraska? Well, sorry, sorry, continental. So not Alaska or Hawaii. I've, I've never been to yeah. Alaska or Hawaii. Right. Nebraska's not a good amount. I mean, I don't think they have anything elite, but I mean, like Lincoln and Omaha on the eastern side are pretty popular. Uh, they actually just released it on the UDISC, like highest rated courses in every state. And I think that they had one of the lowest ratings for the highest rated course in the Ooh. state. I, but well, I, see, I still I wish like to hear them that. all. See, I, I'm wearing a polo right now, uh, University of Colorado. Going back to like the 80s Brandon. and 90s, pre my time at that school, huge rivalry with Nebraska, but it still carries over. So just here, anytime you hear Nebraska, you're just like, ugh. I drove through it, I think just once. I was, it was when I drove home from school after I graduated, drove from Colorado all the way to New Hampshire. Uh, not very fun, but I know Casey and plenty of other disc golfers do that pretty much on the daily. Uh, Nebraska was the boringest part by far. It was like <laughs> snowing and icing. But it's not just uh, Nebraska. Icy. It's that whole stretch from North Dakota to South Dakota Kansas to Nebraska to Kansas. Actually, Oklahoma is not too impressive. Western either. Illinois was really bad. There's, yep. It's just, it's boring. It's dead. We could do like a segment where I just talk about my least favorite states to drive through. <laughs> Vlogmas, <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't. I would watch that. That was your like sidetrack in between that's perfect that's how tonight's show should go so i flew into apple it's like 30 minutes west you're so you're not wrong it's like yep. 30 minutes west of green bay and for the first time ever i fly up there fairly often but i actually flew into appleton there's a decent airport there landed in appleton i go to a class and the class i'm in I'm, it's to me it wasn't boring it's probably going to sound boring, but it's called adult learning. And well, that could sound exciting too. Adult learning. <laughs> Casey, it's so like, broad. It's how, it's like how adults learn. Okay. Like, so like, how oh, do you okay. learn things? That makes sense. Kids learn by you like, just tell them you're like, Hey, just hold the disc like this and throw it. They're like, cool. I'll remember that forever. Yeah. Boom. Adults are like, I don't remember what you told me. Like, so learning how that works. So anyways, I'm in the class and they say he's part of this class. A very good class that if you forget it. Yeah. So I'm in this class and they say at the end of this class, you're going to use everything you've learned to teach us something. And they said, it can't be work related. And I was like, guess I'm talking about disc golf. <laughs> so uh, I got 45 minutes to talk about disc golf to a room of students uh, in a career, like they're working a career job about disc golf. And I'm like, two days out and I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? Like I didn't bring anything. I flew on a plane. So I'm like, who do I know? So I post social media just as a large catch net, right? Like you would probably done that before Casey, like who knows somebody about about it in this area. Yep. And people start being like, Hey, Terry, I'm like, Terry's like two and a half, three hours away. Like I'm not going to do that just to teach someone about disc golf. And, but it was helpful. People are trying to start comment tagging, comment tagging. And I'm like, you know, I know Haley's not living here now, mm -hmm. but I know she's from here. So mm -hmm. let me text her. So I text her. I go, who do you know in Appleton? She goes, my dad, he's mm -hmm. got baskets. Yep. So I'm like, hook me up with your dad. So I get his number. I text him and he's like, yeah, show up like later today, grab the baskets. Uh, and I show up to get the baskets and I'm like, you happen to have any discs too? <laughs> and he's like, here's a stack of 15 putters. And I'm like, this is great. So I bring it into the class. I teach everybody about disc golf. I'm having them stand up. And by the end of it, this was the whole practice. 
literally, I'm like, show me backhand hyzer. They're all like, whoa, show me <laughs> forehand hyzer. They were like, they knew it and they've never played disc golf nice. before. It was awesome. I'm like, thumbers, tomahawks. I'm like, everything from like, what's the advantages of a driver versus a putter? What's the, what's a course par like in feet compared to yards? Like, I did this whole class, like an evaluation and everything. And I swear they know more than like the average person coming on the course now. Wow. Pretty cool. Um, nice. And I will also say this before I got the baskets, I went over to Dick Sporting Goods. Just let me ask, how much do you think three discs at Dick Sporting Goods cost? Like me? each or total? Total. I bet three you spent discs. like 70 bucks, 60, maybe more. I'd say 60. 65. I would say They're $71.99 each. Which... <laughs> You're 99 cents off pretty much. 74.99. Yep. It's like 75 bucks. Jeez. And I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't, because the prices weren't listed well. I go back there and I'm looking at Enova's plastic and I see, I think they had Star mainly. So I grab off a putter, a mid-range, and a driver. I go up front. I'm just like, do 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 at the cash register. And then they're like, $75. And I'm like, and I said, oh, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> he looks at me funny. And I'm like, I know you have no idea, but like. These prices are criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, my kids just got their allotments in the mail. I'm like, I just get hundreds of discs shipped to my house. And I'm like, and I just flew here to pick up three discs and I pay 75 bucks. I ended up returning them like after the class. I'm like, didn't need them. Did you uh did you look up on UDisc like any pro shops nearby? It was in my head to do, but I didn't because I ended up getting the 15 disc from Haley's gotcha. dad. Which very cool. Everyone hit a putt. It was it was a cool time. I know you do that a lot, right? Like you're traveling around. You've you've done a fair amount of like clinic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> it's kind of like a weird thing. I try and avoid them as much as I can, but I don't <laughs> mind doing them when it is time to do it. Like I I I do a lot of stuff with you play, which is really right. easy because Zoe just leads the charge, and I'm just the the all star guy that throws a disc, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> like we went to my elementary school in Massachusetts here during the MVP Open, and we went to the school oh, that cool. I went to, and you know, she says I'm That's Zoe, awesome. I'm from Oregon, and they're like, and, and then he's Casey, and I'm from Shirley, Massachusetts, and they're like, oh my god, woo. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I taught disc golf, and. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. They're like, I had no idea disc golf was anything. Like, mm -hmm. what is this? This is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, my eight-year-old won the world championships. And they're like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, I talk disc golf on the side. Like, they talk about disc golf. I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, you know too now, much how many, now. How many of them went away calling it disco golf? Hey. If, you, if the answer is zero, I think you did your job. It was zero. But... Let's go back, like, so I've been playing disc golf, like, 15 years. Wait, how long have you been playing, Casey? Uh, I mean, <laughs> how long have I been throwing a disc, or how long yeah. have I been, like, playing, playing? Yeah. How long have you been playing disc golf? Like, just yeah, like, so throwing a disc. I, I, played, I played my first round in August 2012, but we only so played. So 10 years. Yeah, but we only played for about a month and a half with yeah. one disc each. It was a driver, a beast, and uh, everybody had a beast. A DX beast? No, I had okay. a champion. Everybody else had DX. We didn't know why, but everybody else's flew better. And, uh, I was just going to ask that. And uh, then we lent the discs to a friend Casey, that we played you with. suck, man. Yep. I got the same disc yeah. as you, bro. Yeah. Well, we, well, we didn't even know yeah. that. Theirs had a picture. Mine didn't. So oh, we thought there were different discs. That's hilarious. But anyway. Uh, yeah. And then I didn't play again for another year and a half because we lent our discs to my friend and we never saw him again. So I say like I've been playing a lot since April 2014. 
Well, I just brought up the years because back when I started disc golfing, I started a career job. So I've been there almost 13 years now. And I remember telling someone, they're like, disco golf. <laughs> exactly. That's like, that's what they thought I was saying. I'm like, and now you know why when we have non-disc golfers who are in actual radio or broadcasting, do you hear how they say it? They go, disc golf. You know, you know what I say? I introduce it as golf with a disc. I usually say frisbee golf. Golf with a frisbee. I do both. Yeah. They don't understand the rest. <laughs> but I say we we don't call it frisbee because that's trademark. But you say golf. Yeah. And you got them. Oh, golf. They, yep. I know what that is. With a disc. And they're like, huh. Instead of a club and a ball. And a disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> a disco ball. Oh, man. So cool. <clears throat> that happened. That was my week. I learned a lot. Uh for myself. So now I'm trying to get everything to plant into people's long-term memory. That's my goal now if I'm teaching. Short-term memory is you listening to this podcast right now and probably not remembering what I just said. Unless Casey does something extremely funny. All right. Or me or anybody, something hilarious happens, then people will remember that moment. Mm -hmm. Like Ben, top five funny moments on the Nick and Matt show. Oh, I could, I could <laughs> list them off the top of my head. Right. right. But you can't say actually like top one or two, can you? It's private. Yes. <laughs> we'll tell Casey after. All right, all right. It's oh worth it. It's worth it. All right. So, um, <laughs> I'm just laughing now. <laughs> That's going to be a bad show. All right. So, where is Nick? We never even addressed that. I think I should Back just take the moment. Nick's probably crying right now. He's, he's listening to this far and he's like, they didn't even say he's a thing. Sitting on the couch doing exactly what he could be doing sitting on this couch. Hey, but he's I gave Nick here. a compliment. When we started, I said I wasn't as good looking. So he is doing fine. Okay. He got one compliment and we're here. <clears throat> I will but, not divulge personal information unless he's in the chat and wants to, but he's not feeling well. That we'll just leave it at that. And uh, so he opted out tonight. Um, so that's, that's okay. Out of the way. <laughs> this is interesting. Nico LaCastro. He, does he get enough press? No. Does he get enough? Yeah. Does he get enough press Casey? I think Nico is the living example of like all press is good press. Facts. hundred percent. Like so relevant. He is so relevant. Always. I yep. feel like. Yeah. And people want to hate on him, but guess what? You know who he is. Like before even like the whole European open thing before, like the time violation things before all of that, like he's always been like, what is before the time violation thing <laughs> <laughs> before you started playing this? Yeah. But, but I will say like, he's always done it one way or another, whether it's his like personality of like, even, even apparel choices and just like his personality and like, he's always a talking point. Yeah. So I'm bringing him up. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> I had to build the foundation. We're keeping him relevant. It's interesting when a professional disc golfer comments on a social media post by the organization that runs the tour or the governing body, yeah. the PDGA. So they have the social media page on Facebook and they posted rules updates, which we will start to talk about later. And wouldn't you know when a professional disc golfer comments in there, everybody loves it. Yeah, of course. Doesn't matter who it is or what they say. It's like, yeah, they said something. Mm -hmm. And you got to wonder how the PDGA looks at that. Do they shake their head? So I, with this, I think they probably shook their head, but we'll see. He said, should I read the quote? Should I read the quote? I, that is completely on you. All right. I think it's important to, to say the context of this. Okay. So you think I should read the quote? <clears throat> 
Okay, I'll I'll give you a summarization first. I don't remember if I screen captured it or not. I might have to go look it up, unless intern Ben can find it. I'm quickly. trying to find it. Okay, it was it's it was a PDGA post of the rules updates. Instagram. No. Why did it get no, deleted? Facebook. Or Facebook. No, it's Facebook. Okay. The comment got deleted. Oh, yes. oh, it did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it's swirling around online. I'm sure we can find it. It's rules. it's online somewhere. Just look in disc golf debate. Here is the general the generalness of it. I kind of wrote it down, but he more or less said. And, and I will be very clear. This is not a direct quote. So you have to go find it for yourself. But more or less, he said, I like, I can't keep my lips shut any longer on this. Are you going to continue to allow? And he used phrasing that I don't necessarily agree with. And I haven't come to terms with myself. And I wouldn't have said myself, but more or less men playing in women's divisions or beating women. It, it, that's the, that's the general comments feeling to it. If you feel like it's a taken out of context, I did. We'll find it. We'll readdress it. But I think that's generally what it was. Now, you can have your opinions and have your opinions and share your opinions. But when you're a professional and you comment that publicly, that's where he's at. And I get it. That's where he's at. But like, then you're getting this weird, like, likes voting system. And it starts to get a lot of attention. But besides that, so th to me right now, that's not the issue at hand. He just signed with a brand new sponsor. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I want to take this conversation. Do you think this thing has already been addressed with Nico from his new sponsors? What do you think, Evan or Casey? <laughs> Any thoughts? Like, is this something like a new sponsor's like, Ooh. okay, hey, so, bro, like pull back just a little bit? I mean, knowing where we are right now in the sport, where there's obviously like companies in the sport that have a complete hold on their fan base and I don't know what you want to call it like like Innova Discraft mm -hmm. Prodigy you know Dynamic mm -hmm. you could say that they obviously are very established Lone Star being uh, a company that is just coming up and with good success <clears throat> in a short period of time maybe the issue that Nico had previously was that Nico was harming their already built up status where Lone Star may have made a deal with him that's just like, hey, if you just wear our shirts, everybody knows you, we'll be happy with you, and you can just be yourself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he he maybe was happy to hear that they were cool with him being himself and expressing himself in ways that other companies might frown upon. So it could be. Could be. <clears throat> it, absolutely, it could be. It could be they're like, hey, we're cool, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you as a person and you and your own things are like your own things. As long as you promote our products. Yep. But what's happening in today's age is people aren't separating those things. Like, oh, no, like Casey White, what you believe off the course is in, in people's minds, I believe, is that what you believe off the course tells me that those people are supporting you believe that as well, or at least are supporting your ideas. And I'd love to get it to a place where that's not the case. Yeah. Like, they're supporting you as a disc golf athlete, mm -hmm. right? And, but I don't think we're there. Do you, Evan, do you think this is something Lone Star was like, hey, dude, like, we just signed you? <laughs> well, Lone Star knew what they're getting into. They, they Interesting. Did it's, not, it's not that they approve of what he's doing. Um, I think they would very much prefer it if he didn't comment like that. Um, not to speak for them, but I, I would believe so. Um, but Nico is an outspoken person. He says what mm -hmm. he believes and and kind of like what Casey was saying, it's it's a newer company on the up, up and up, who is willing to take a risk on Nico and to get their brand on him 
they're going to let him have a little bit more relaxed than Innova or Discraft or other really big companies would do. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a really tough scenario. And I, I don't know. You just wanted to ask about, we can dive into this a little bit more, <laughs> but you just wanted to ask, uh, how Lone Star or the uh, sponsor felt of it. All right, I'll but add one more comment. More. Yeah, I'm thinking more right now to just kind of, because this could expand huge and I'm okay with that. But yeah, initially it's just like, what do you think of sponsors in this scenario? Like with Nico doing something like that? Or what did you have, Casey? You I was else. just basically going to say like, I mean, take Nico's exact comment and put anybody that you know their name on the Pro Tour and I would assume it wouldn't go down well with their sponsors. So basically what I'm saying is maybe he has a special agreement, but I'm not sure. That's a good point. <laughs> say whatever you want, Nico. <laughs> um, I guess what I do want to say, though, is, um, I mean, you can get in such a lot, like how you have to be careful about everything you have to say. But yeah. at the same time, I think it is important that fans who very much disagree with what Nico's saying, the best thing that those fans can do if you disagree is to not talk about it. Of course, uh, that's why Nico got signed is because we're talking about him very just like right now. Very interesting. So outlook. people who very much disagree with Nico, what else can they do to like really show their displeasure uh, in what he's saying and being like, hey, I really don't think that's okay. I don't like him saying that. Um, well, you can go after the sponsor and say, hey, Lone Star, like, I'm not going to buy your disc if he's going to talk about this. Like, a, But he didn't even have to start <laughs> talking. People are already saying We that. don't know. They, they announced like, Nico the Lone Star Clash. and people are like, oh, I'll never buy another Lone Star disc again. Yeah. And, and Clash, that's exactly why they dropped him. And they dropped him and people were like, oh, OK. Clash went against this guy who we disagreed with his um uh management of his words on the course i don't know how else to describe that in, <laughs> in plain words uh but they could have been like hey clash we're never buying one of your discs because you're approving of this by doing nothing and because they dropped him now people are like okay yes i can support clash i can throw a honey so now. <laughs> we <laughs> which oh my, ben said that disc was like not that understable and i threw it and it was crazy understable so it's i'm blaming really ben on that one. good ben disc got that noodle you said it was like a wraith and a wraith isn't crazy like understable it's like a little bit what about the wild honey? all right hold seven uh this is this is that's this where is i throw it not on, the so topic for really right understable. now uh this is not the topic for right now, but you have um, the noodle, Evan. Fans can fans can pretty much vote with their wallet. So if it's something that they really very much disagree with, I think it's a good thing to then show your displeasure and try to say, "Hey, this is not okay in my mind." And by the way, I know we said it was deleted. What's interesting is, and I have no, I have no idea of knowing either way, unless I actually text Nico, which I don't really feel like doing right now. Is did he delete the comment? That's or what did I was the PDGA delete the well. comment because so he, if he did, I would be interested to know that. Like I'd be really like PDGA. I get it. Like in some ways, I don't agree with it, quite frankly. But that's their prerogative. They have their standards and all that. But like, but for Nico to do it, it would tell me something significantly different. It would be either like, oh, the sponsors didn't like it and got to him, or he's just like you know what lessons learned in my life. I'm just going to back off here a little bit. How many times have you deleted comments on the internet? I've done. Oh man, too many. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I've started typing something. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, maybe he's there. I don't know, but it's, it's just a topic. That's all. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that the PDGA deleted it and I'll say it's because oh. of this, both the PDGA and the pro tour over the summer, I oh, think about mid season, right. I remember they came out and said, Hey, here are our community guidelines. And one of the main things that they really wanted to push for is like, do not attack someone for their, for their gender. 
uh, in with the whole topic over the summer about people transitioning. It's it pretty much boils down to if someone transitions and they are now a transgender woman, don't just say, hey, they are a man and, and just ignore all of that. And that's really what he did. He capitalized M-E-N. He said, why do we let men um, play with biological women is, I believe, what it was. Um, but he really emphasized that. And that's what PDGA and the Pro Tour has said. Hey, like, hey, that's not OK. We're going to delete comments that are like that. Why do you let a man play? That's not OK. If did Nico, he, though? But did he, though? Now we're getting a little further down here. Eventually, I'll call it off cuts. But like. Did he actually call out a player or was it generic? I think it was generic. No, it, I don't think it was generic. Yeah. Okay. So like <sighs> it, it was just normal rules. It was, it wasn't even like a, like it, it's not something that would be covered under this in my opinion. Yeah. Cause I don't think the rules cover like where you, you can play necessarily. It's more about how you play the game. Uh, whereas you cover, you know, like age protected or uh, all the other things about how you can play in each area. Yeah. In a different, all my of, point is rule of the game. I don't think now, I'm, I'm treading in, in interesting water here. I think he was being a little bit inflammatory, but I don't think him saying it, it not pinning anybody. Everyone knows who he's talking about or they think they do, but like him not pinning it on a name, I feel like gives a little bit more of like it. I don't know if he was actually trying to do that on purpose or not, but like, I feel like it gives a little bit more, not credit, but like, it wasn't like he's like this person let's attack them. You know what I mean? It, so either way, I, I know what you mean, but what I want to say real quick, though, is um, like it if you want to actually make this argument and you really believe that transgender women should not play with biological women and there should either be separate divisions or they play in mixed. If you truly believe that, like use your words. That's exactly uh, it. Better when you make these arguments yep. say, hey, why do we let uh, transgender women who may be <laughs> transitioned after puberty? Like you can use all these reasons yeah, that other sports have doing it. But if you just come out firing and just say, hey, why do we let men yes, play with the biological women? That's so bad. And it's so it's so rude and inconsiderate outside of the sport. And again, I think that's why the PDGA probably they were the ones that yes. did this comment. Um, and I think that's very, very important. So I, I'm I'm behind all that. I, I, I'm trying just to comment on just the generalness of like Nico doing it, how it relates to him as sponsors. But the the sentiment that you're saying, absolutely, Evan, I think people, whatever side you're on way undermine their 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 point by the way they communicate like it's just you gotta like do it in a much more tactful yeah, no tactful one, is the word i'll use and, and no one on yeah. any committee is taking that comment seriously because <laughs> yes, of true. Word yes true great point all right that's that's all we'll say about that um and by the way the way the rules are right now i would be i wouldn't have said what nico said that's just me i wouldn't have said that i feel like the rules are the rules i think that's good. People are waiting. People are waiting to see if the PDJ is going to say something in relation to that. And when this rules update that we'll talk about here came out and said nothing, which by the way, people who thought that you would just hear about something in like a rules update in like the, the, the competition manual mm. or like rules, like that's where they're going to hide it in there somewhere. Like, come on. Like if they did that, then the PDJ is super incompetent. Like, don't do it that way. Like they're, if they're going to make, if they're going to make, and I've heard everything saying there's going to be some big announcement mm -hmm. too. We may never hear anything. If you never hear anything, that's a big problem. If you hear a big announcement, I think there should be one way or another, there should be a big announcement at some point. W what you want it to be or what you don't want it to be. That'll be something maybe we discuss later. Like that's not our platform right now to do that. So that was Nico. Interesting guy.
most watched um, reel on our Instagram channel ever was posting a clip from him saying he thought Sweet. things were blown out of proportion. Nice. Thank yeah. you, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes, you, thanks. Nico. All right. Let's get into a little bit more uh, uh, other ideas here. So Paige Shue, also known as previously to marriage, Paige Bjerkus, 2018 world champion. By the way, it's an incredible feat. Of course. <laughs> you play really good up at, at Smugs, right? That's I where have. you usually play yep. good. Was it that year too? You probably That was my breakout event of my career. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did you get? I got 28th. 28th. But it, for a little while, you were up in the top. Yeah, 20, I was 20th right? after the third round. <laughs> Who that? Yeah, I know. I was just living the dream. That was a spark. What is it about up there? Is it the mixture of woods and fields or the no, feeling? It's, everything. Or? it's the whole area. It's like the fact that I don't even have to drive to go to the course, but I'm staying on a resort. I just get on the shuttle and they drop me <laughs> off in my tea time. And I don't need like I at that point in my career, I was under the wing of Jordan Castro and Chris Clemens, and they were the ones that drove me around places. But that was like the first time that I didn't need to be driven anywhere. I was on my own time on my own schedule. <laughs> playing with who I wanted to play with. So I had great practice, just a good, good vibe. And that's just, that's just the start. That's your best finish up there. No, my best finish is, well, I got 25th at the 2019 GMC, which isn't like that. But awesome. that's why it stands out to me. I'm like, that's where you Yeah, 28th at Worlds is good, but I mean, I did win the Brewster Ridge Open by 10, which was cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> by 10 yeah there's a stat to be had there evan and i laid up <laughs> and i laid up yeah well what the okay uh, the brewster ridge open that just happened this yeah. year wasn't it close and that was it harry yeah, chase harry got like who, 18. um it wasn't close after like hole 14 or 13 i think that was when okay it really so it to, was it yeah, was kind of a convincing slot. win yeah okay gotcha it was <laughs> so it was a convincing <laughs> But Casey also had the incredible bogey-free streak at Brewster. Ah, I don't uh, want to talk about it. We shouldn't have tweeted about. No, we should have tweeted about. I don't know if Casey saw it oh, or not. Of course I did. Forgotten to his head. I'm so okay. proud of that. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, yep, here we go. And all right, I actually, uh, is this the time to, to elaborate on that? Go or for it. Or is this it. not the time? Yeah, okay, it's, so, right. it's the time. So I played, yeah, I remember the last bogey I got as well. It was on hole five on Brewster Ridge in the 2020 GMC round three and I just got that terrible kick that just kicked me straight over the wall never never to even have a chance to stay in inbounds but then I shot three down that round I believe in the first round I had already shot a three down on Brewster Ridge then I go to 2021 GMC and I shoot a six down the first round which was the first time I had not shot a three down on Brewster Ridge and I don't even know how many rounds but it's bogey free and then I go to the third round shoot another three down and now Brewster Ridge open I did play, and you. the stat was for GMC. I did have one yes. bogey on my Brewster Ridge Open round. However, it was my personal best round on Brewster Ridge at the Brewster Ridge Open at seven down, even though it was in 40 degrees and raining the whole time. It was a six and a half hour round. It was awful. Jeez. <laughs> but I, I did check for that, and I would have included if you went bogey free, yep. but because yep. you did get one bogey, yep. I was like, eh, who cares? I'm going to just do Elite Series. Yep. Or and it was just a short little putt, too. But it was, a, it was a short little putt that pissed me off enough to birdie the next five, so I don't, I don't regret anything. But anyway, go to GMC this year, and I shoot eight down, my personal best, on Brewster Ridge. Another bogey free, and I'm like, hey, that's cool. When I walked off the course, I was in first place. Like That's what I like to hear. 
go back to the resort. We're just chilling. Like, you know, everybody's coming in with their rounds. We're talking about the golf. And then everybody's like, oh, hey, Casey, look at this. And I'm like, holy shit. I don't know how many holes it was, but I was like, man, I am better at this course than I thought I was. Like, I, I, I know I'm not bad at it, but holy crap, whatever. I had like 90 holes without a bogey on Brewster Ridge. And I literally was like, wow, that's crazy. And then going to Fox Run, play what? that round. So now round yeah. three, Brewster, I think I had a little bit of a lackluster round on Fox. So I think I dropped to like maybe like just inside the top 20. And starting the round, I obviously know the circumstances, but I'm pretty sure I bogeyed one or I birdied one. And then I parred two probably. And then I definitely birdied hole three. And then hole four, I literally just whacked the first tree. And like hole four is a hard hole, but not really the first part. Not the first half. And I just whacked the first tree right in the middle. And I was like, wow, this is not going to be a fun par. But like, that's the way I'm talking to myself. Like, this is not going to be a fun way to get par. But I throw my most overstable FD3 through the gap that I should have hit the first time. And it just does this perfect little float down drift, lands me right in the middle of the fairway. I do that same shot again in my MD5 and I park it for par. And they're all like, oh my God, like what a save. Great shot. And like, whether they know my stat or not, I do. And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, I will never bogey at this course ever again. Go to hole five, whack off a tree straight over the wall, OB. And I'm like, yep, that's happens. That's how it's going to go. So I bookended it on hole five. Well, it was 85 <laughs> holes. I just looked 85. it up real quick. Yep. And I, I stand by. Hey, So I made it to you 89. Guys, <laughs> you guys are all professionals. And should need to overcome stats about oh, you. Of course, that are of really, course. Really cool. Yeah, that's why, like, when you but, said that you shouldn't have posted, like, absolutely, you should have posted it. No, yeah, I was joking. But yeah, <laughs> I show up at MVP Open uh, the day before the tournament, and we're just walking around. And someone's uh, so, oh, you're from Stat Mando. Like, oh, you guys jinxed Casey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. All right. We have Safari. A word from our sponsor. Safari knockers. You can see it here. It's in my hands. Ooh, it's beautiful, actually. This wood is amazing. Um, it's not every day that someone comes up with something new and completely new in disc golf, but it's interesting. It's completely new, but man, it has the roots of disc golf built right in. So these guys have made an ultra portable target. And by ultra portable, I was talking to Casey about these before the show, and he's like, Yeah, you're not going to carry a basket with you up the mountain. And he's not wrong. But you would carry one of these. They separate into two portions and the base unscrews out and can fit in your bags. Or you could just carry the, like a walking stick with you. So that's super portable. Uh, they're lightweight, only four and a half pounds. But this product means that you can play disc golf in a whole bunch of places where it just wasn't feasible before. A whole bunch of really fun places. If you can walk there, you can play there. I have used the product. I actually recorded a whole bunch of videos playing it. Uh, if you go up to the White Mountains and you pull off, like, you know, those state park pull-offs and they've got these crazy viewing areas, like, there is nothing stopping you from taking this product, Safari Knockers, running it down the side of a cliff, popping it off on this really cool spot and just throwing your plastic till it, you know, you run out. You rock those knockers. Yeah, <laughs> rock. Casey says rock, rock those knockers. knockers. So, <laughs> Safari Knockers, incredible quality craftsmanship the whole nine yards there's even copper built into this that's the sleeve here it's copper rock'em sock'em knockers rock'em sock every disc golfer deserves a pair of knockers for christmas and these can be found at safari knockers.com check it out 
it's actually a really cool product. I have a few of them. I use them. My kids and I enjoy them. All I can say is fantastic invention here. Definitely go check it out. Uh, Christmas is how far away? We're the fifth. I would venture to say that if you go on there now this week and purchase them, they'll show up for Christmas. And for that disc golfer who has everything, they'll go, what is this? And you say adventure disc golf. Play any hole, anywhere, anytime. It's pretty cool. That's a, that's a good tagline right there. Adventure disco. <laughs> I just made it up because that's what I did with it. Great product. Great product. Uh, we'll have to make a video with it sometime. Speaking of videos, I have almost finished editing oh our, our shot by shot round. Um, it's close because I was traveling last week. I didn't spend time on it. As Casey knows, it takes time to make videos. And so it should be out sometime. I, I don't want to overcommit here, but by the end of the week, it should be completed and up maybe sooner. But um, it's actually entertaining. I think Ben says, I don't want to give it all away, but Ben says, because I'm editing it, eight times, I suck at putting. Every putt. I am the worst putter in the world. Every single, I'm just going to make a collaboration <laughs> Great voice, of him dude. just saying that. Is that well, is that what happened, Ben? Yeah, basically. I'm not Put yourself up, it. by the way. Oh, we haven't okay. seen your background okay. for a little bit. Got the jellyfish. Nice. I saw Casey at Disolve 978 right before we played. So, and I asked him to play. And he said no. So maybe that was that was why my bad luck. Ooh. That's why. That's why I was hoping he would play. And then ever since he couldn't play, that's when I was like, dang it. Now I'm sad. I think you, you caught me right after fine. the gym. You did. No way. Casey's no grinding way. out there. I don't want to spoil the video, but for the New England people, I won't keep this long for anyone not in New England. Casey, what's your thoughts on hole 16 at Cox? I love that hole. I got an eight. Oh, yeah? Oh, wait, I spoiled it. Ben, oh, don't crap. Spoil the video. Ben. Oh, my God. He gave it away. That's the teaser. I mean, it's, it's a ruthless hole, but I have figured it out to the point that like it's ruthless do? to my opponents, and I love it. I throw my most overstable Thumber? disc on an Annie high and up to the right and it'll just get over the hill backhand and, yeah and it just uh, runs out of speed. it runs out of speed because it's so uphill and, and then all it does is just go left <clears throat> so you kind of like I aim have, towards that tool and then get over it and dump. yeah so there's there's a tree in the middle the, of the gap i yeah, wish you it go to the right there. of it yes okay and you just go wide right but it's all about the height because it's going to have so much height because like the the crest of the hill is here and once you get so far over it it's gaining so much altitude that it's going to have so much room to move all the way back 98 percent of our listening audience has no clue what we're talking about for a hole but we'll just say casey's yeah. figured it out yes it's an uphill yeah. steep uphill hole. Have to watch your video though. and there's yeah watch the video you can see hole 16 ben does get an eight he gave it away okay sorry guys. but it he took four shots to get over the crest. It happens. And yeah, I shot took... negative four at Pyramids Whites today. <laughs> Guys, I'm not that oh bad. I'm not that bad. So we've all had bad rounds on camera. Usually I do as well. It's just my, I don't know. I play better than I do on camera. Usually. I do. Yeah. I have something funny hole to 17, add about that though, hole, though. Sick. What? You're going to talk not... shit about hole 16 and not seven, and, or uh, hole 17? or he liked, What did he say? I didn't say anything bad. I just I just straight up asked you what your opinions were. Okay, and ben okay, said he played enough, bad. I said fair. nothing. All uh, right. Tell us a story. I'll keep it that way. All right, yeah. So hole 16. Uh, this is actually from what I believe was the <clears throat> Nick Carl, Simon Lazat versus Marky and Casey White that. Uh, uh, alternate doubles. Flat Rock? At Cogs. No, we oh, played Cogs. We played Flat Rock in the morning, and then we went to Cogs in the afternoon. We did like a back-to-back -back doubles match. That's cool. And we did a rematch because Simon and Nick beat us at Flat Rock. And this, this time we did straight up alt shot. And I had the shot on 16. 
and I threw it perfect. It cleared the hill and hyzered back. Like I was literally expecting it to be one foot. And there we get up over the hill and there are two people sitting on the rock under the basket <laughs> with like two big pit bulls. And Simon, first of all, hates dogs. Pit bulls do not do him any like they're not better. <laughs> they're not better. Yeah. Like so. And then I'm looking at the fairway and I'm like, hey, did you guys see a green disc come up? Like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And they point 40 feet to the right of the basket in the bushes. And I'm like, no. Yeah. How like I put this underneath the basket. And then like we, we were like, whatever, because Simon was just trying to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, let's go. But I literally am like, they fucking move my disc. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Whoops. This is not. You swore like five times. All right. This well. is not governed by the FCC. I'm like, they fucking, they threw my disc in the woods. And that was, to, that was almost to decide the match. So I was actually kind of upset about it. Marky and I ended up taking it down. And then the outro, I actually go. Uh, you know, whatever. It's okay because Simon got razzed by some pit bulls and whatever. Like, it was just like a whole. Does thing. he out on video the pit bulls? Is it in the video? Or not? I think that he completely like cut out the second half of sixteen because it was so chaotic. Like, okay. I'm like arguing with these random people with dogs and like Simon's oh running my. for his life. For our, I just thought of a segment idea for later. Okay. Well, I was going to say, speaking of now 17 at COGS, I just was talking about it earlier, but played a flex uh, tournament there, oh of course, because they I nice somebody puts them on all the time. Uh, I threw a beautiful shot on, on 17, you know, kind of for everyone listening, uh, par four, kind of go straight for a little bit, then way downhill. So I got over and got downhill. Uh, rest of the card kind of, sl- well, maybe not rest, but if you just slow to play up, uh, kind of time goes by, we eventually get up there and I see just this, this random dude walking around and he's holding my disc. And I'm like, oh, like, hey, like, that's my disc. And he's like, oh, like, oh, oh, I just, I just found this. I just found it, right? <laughs> and he just like kind of dropped it and like started walking away. Like, <laughs> not gonna, don't have a lot of nice words to say about Fitchburg, Massachusetts, but uh, yeah. So in a tournament round, this guy just picked up my disc and almost tried to steal it. But, oh uh, my goodness! Oh, I think the rules in that scenario, you just, you kind of, you're group picks where you they think it was. Yeah. You uh, yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to let me go on another tangent here. Do it. At oh the 2021 World Championships, the the professional disc golf world championships, the the, the, the tournament of the holy shot. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, just uh, I, I don't even know what you call it. Just another another thing to stack up of all the things that were going wrong with that event. There was one little path that went behind hole two at the fort. It was just like by the parking lot, and apparently it was like some walking path. Some guy who threw his disc onto the green was coming across the bridge and sees two people walking over to it. And he's like wondering why they're inquiring about it. And then like sees that the guy like notices the disc and starts walking to it. And the guy had to like, like step up and sprint and like stomp his foot on the disc and be like back off with my disc. And apparently the guy literally just grabbed another disc and just like chucked it off to the side and was just like, and he's like, bro, do you even know what's going on here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. And oh the guy just goodness. had absolutely no remorse, and he was, like, giving the guy a hard time. Wasn't that the tournament also where this? a golfer hit a golf yes, ball at a yes, player? Yes, that was in practice, though. That was in practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that practice. Was, yeah, that was a catastrophic event. That's my, that's so a lot of craziness there. Yeah, a lot of craziness. Um, I, well, I, yes. I don't have to tell the story about it because we're already off in tangent, but uh, I think it was the 2018 Tim Selinski when it was in, in Worcester area. That's 2019. Oh, no. 2019? Yeah, I think Steve Hill. Dodge, we love yeah, you. Yeah, I... I, I showed up, had no clue that the a major championship was happening at Newton Hill, uh, played hole one, 
uh was walking up the whole two and i'm like i see like a bunch of people and like some people watching it please tell me right i'm just like oh my goodness like there's why are there so many people here uh like that was weird and that kind of clicked on me and i was like is there like a tournament happening like the parking lot was full by the way i I know i thought it was weird so i just like i walked back to the parking lot because i saw a couple people ended up being sweet hat um uh, this dyer from the area and i was like hey is there like a tournament or something happening oh yeah he's like oh yeah like some some big tournament or something uh i didn't know what i was like i was like all right like i'll I'll just leave them like i wasn't there to play a slow round not that i didn't want to be playing on the same course as a major championship uh so went and played somewhere else probably like pyramids or something and looked it up later and i was like wow would you have known this goes way back before you were on our show because we interviewed dave Within a month or so after that event, and I remember asking him, I'm like, so Dave, you get like, he's like, how do the people up there in Massachusetts, they still hate me? <laughs> it's like on our podcast. And I'm like, just tell us, like, what do you think is like the most misunderstood thing about Dave Felber? And he's like, oh, <laughs> he was able to answer. But the point is, yeah, that was that was that event. Like him and yeah. Sweet Hat kind of went at it in the parking lot. For the record, I I 100% was not near any competition. Like hole one was empty and I was like at the tee pad for hole two when they were like putting out. Like it wasn't like I threw on and stopped my disc. And threw I was really hoping that that story was going to end up with you being the first person yeah. that Dave really unleashed his yeah. wrath on. Like, yeah. And oh, oh, that would yeah, it could have came full circle yeah, in my head for sure. For. Like, whoa, it was him. Okay. We did nope, this well, earlier. Not me. Just wanna <laughs> <laughs> we did this earlier that. when I said, "Oh yeah, back to Appleton, Wisconsin." But this time I'm like, "Oh yeah, back to Paige Shoe." We got. Oh way yeah, so, we never even talked oh, about it. Oh my goodness! So Paige Shoe, <laughs> she announced that she's leaving DD. It was an incredible, like tribute to her time with DD. As in, like you don't see many people do this. Like I'm leaving video. Mm-hmm. I don't think Paul did that. Not with Innova. I no, it was, a, it was just like that. a live wire post, like <laughs> yeah. Paul McBeth announces leaving. Right. <laughs> so, but she did. And I think I understand why she's got pretty deep ties there from her world championship to her dad being, mm-hmm. um, he's, he used to be like the event planner dude, but now he's like some, I mean, I think it's, he's a, some manager now just by first sponsorship. You know what I mean? First that too. person ever sponsor. I, you know, they talk about family at DD. A lot of, a lot of um, manufacturers do, but like her dad's still significant. I forget. He's up high now. He's like third in charge or something. I'm pretty sure he's the president. Like, a, thank you. Something like that. Um, the, the owner, why am I blanking? Uh, Jeremy Rusko. Yes. Yeah. He's like the owner still, but mm-hmm. I think Doug Beer. But I believe Doug president. is done running tournaments. I believe he, he said that the world championship was going to be his last. So, kind yes. of my point right. is like he's moved up as far as like, status goes and that's his daughter and so i think i'm speculating but she wanted to make sure with all that's in her that this was not a negative break mm-hmm. like i'm gonna show everybody this is the best time i've ever had i loved it i think that's that was fantastic dd then went on to post a video like oh we loved having Paige with us you know the whole thing where's she going so um where's she going I know where she's going guys You've decided? Um, yeah, I know she's going. She's going to an open bag. <laughs> nice. Um, the open bag is going to be... Gateway and Clash. Ooh, Clash. There you go. Open ben, bag ben and Clash. Ben likes Clash, if you can't tell. So, interesting take, because I was just going to say, I, my first thought was, like, she signed up to do this nonprofit thing with Ricky. Uh, or Saki Bomb Foundation. Okay. And she did do that. And like, I was like, huh, 
I wonder if she stays because Ricky's with Dee Dee. Like, does it just work out, right? Um, but then when she now she's leaving, I'm going, maybe she's trying to be like brand neutral. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like manufacturer neutral. But she said in her post, like, I'm planning to compete and I like, keep competing. So I'm going to say, I don't think it's an open bag. But where is she going? So that's speculation, Flash. everybody. I, I watched the video for the first time and I was like, oh, she's retiring. And then obviously I finished the video. And right. Like, she's not retiring. <laughs> She sounds like she wants to play more than she ever has. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like very, very up in the air. So I go ahead. Evan. I want to say, I think that video was like, that was hype. Like I was like, let's go page two. Like <laughs> you're like, it, that was amazing. It was awesome. My personal guess though. I, I think it's open bag. I like my guess is another round uh, based out of Charlotte. Mainly they're also in Denver. They're going to get into like the kind of spot, like I'm sure they sponsor players locally and in, in, in on a small deal, but I, I feel like this can be like their big sponsorship and just be like, hey, like sponsored by another round, of course, open back. I think from they there. sponsor Sarah Hogan. Hmm. Yeah, but that obviously she's manufacturer sponsors her main sponsor with mm. MVP. So like, I'm wondering if this is going to be main sponsor another round, but like another round put out the video or at least like reshared it. Like it just almost seems too obvious at the same time. But what I will say is, uh page was an incredibly good player of course world champion uh she checking uh official ranks back to then she either moved up to the top 10 with that win or like right before and was a top 10 player all the way through like middle to the end of 2020 yep. and then of course toward a little and that's bit when less she had a kid yeah and so but she just played the carolina clash last weekend and finished 14th uh lost by 31 strokes to dn carey who by the way is still on a, crushing on a, on a insane tear to end the season and then start the off season. Uh, but still 31 strokes uh, at like an eight tier is a lot for someone of Paige shoes uh, caliber. And I just, I I'm wondering how competitive she'll be on tour all year. Maybe, maybe she just needs to get in the swing of things Here. more. So I would just be surprised if she was like a really, really big signing for somebody trying to make a splash, whether I- it's like this mania trying to add another FBO player or is it, the Lone Star making a splash like it. I, I just question that a little bit, but I don't want to like am going to default no to what I think would be most exciting because that's what's fun to think about. She's going to sign some massive contract and come back like full force. And I don't think it's going to be an I, I don't mean to this derogatory, but like an off brand like it's going to. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's going to be like a, a top six brand or whatever it is, you know, like going to sign with Latitude 64. But, MVP latitude. No, 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 she's not going to latitude. Innova. She's not going to latitude after that video. Dude, the chat's saying there's rumors about like maybe that breaking up too, like latitude and DD and all this stuff. Oh, really? So, ooh, there's rumors well, flying everywhere. Bro. Latitude hired, um, uh, oh my goodness, Seth Finley. Seth Finley to be their American branch. Mm-hmm. So there's all the talk about that. I, there, that's too Things much are speculation. Real. But do you think Page Two will be a top ten player by the end? of let's say after the pro tour championship top 10 is a good line that's a good line over under i think i think she has it in her but the hard part is this she shines at wooded courses right yep so like i see her doing like texas states brewster like texas states is open idle wild is pretty long but it's wooded like Mm. i see her being able to keep and maintain if she picks and chooses she plays i think she could be top 10 pretty easy uh evan I, i just I'm not calling it that this is what's happening, but I think that'd be most exciting to see another FPO player yeah. 
a world champion that has the potential. She has it plenty left there. in the tank. Yeah, exactly. It but exists. I will say that, like, I mean, it's basically the same problem I run into. Those courses ain't made for us. <laughs> I know it's getting crazy. So, and I don't see it going in a better direction. Um, that would be the only thing. Like, I obviously I her capabilities say top ten, of course. Mm-hmm. Anybody who can win a world title, but like, I don't know. It's just it's just a matter so what, of seeing it. What's the happen. key to throwing far then? <laughs> Close your eyes. Thank you. And just pretend. <clears throat> and just yeah, just yeet. Eat it. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. I, I just want to say, even if like I think it's I'm unlikely that she's a top ten player by the end of next season, I really do think it's unlikely. But that doesn't mean yeah. that she can't be successful next year. I think if she, I mean, if she breaks the top, let's say twenty five, I think that's incredible. Evan hates Pachu. How okay? <laughs> that's like me there. hating Calvin. No, no. I'm saying <laughs> I'm giving a huge compliment to the field right now and saying it's gotten so good. Think about where we were in 2018. Like no one even knew that Kristen Tatar existed outside of Estonia. Uh, and she goes on, wins a major the next year, and now she's what we know of her today. We have more Europeans. We have players like Ella Hansen, Holland Hanley. Like the field is deep to break the top ten. Next year, I think, would be an incredible, incredible achievement. And I would say almost as good as her winning 2018 Worlds. No, that, come that, on. That, that sounds like I'm down playing 2018 Worlds. Maybe not almost, but it would be second to that. I don't oh, know. come like on. Oh, he hates Paige Chu after that last season. Oh, it's, my uh, it's pretty Bro, She won the World Championships, then went to Las Vegas, started the year with a win, beat Katrina in a playoff, and then she almost won Waco. She lost on like whole 18 or like let's 17. go casey white with the stats let's go prove me wrong i'm good for i'm, casey, I'm so good for we'll that. see you gotta we'll be see. satellite for stat man though satellite just like I, I can be contract for them Say, okay hey i'll give you the stats for 50 bucks a stat <laughs> let's go we'll get we'll get casey white some database hacks let's see what he can do all right okay i mean dion has actually showed me quite a bit of the behind the scenes and it's it's interesting it's like nice. very overwhelming to some extent <laughs> it's very overwhelming yeah okay it can be, yeah. Paige Shue. <laughs> not going to lie. We'll kind of wrap that up. But to take it to a greater segment topic here, moving it beyond Paige Shue to just the general greater large, like, why are people changing up sponsors? Like, why would she? Okay. So I told you, and I'll just start with this. I told you I was surprised, or not surprised. I was like, ooh, it seems like it makes sense because she did this this job with Ricky. She wants to be brand neutral. Maybe that she's going to do that. But then it seemed like, no, she wants to take on another sponsor. It sounds like that. She didn't say that, but that's what it's leaning towards. Uh, she wants to compete. She could do it without a sponsor, I suppose, but I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. So why would she switch? Why would she switch? Like what uh, lead? I, I, we can open it to the greater large too, but like, like why would she switch? Why do players switch? Okay. So, like, so I mean, you know, Players switch for money. Yeah. Players switch for like bad management because they don't want to work with the people they're working with. Mm-hmm. Players also just switch because they're not feeling it and they need that change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And that's like the most innocent way to do it. I feel mm-hmm. like, like uh, Matty O kind of said it last year. Like, Matty O. When he was. <laughs> I am lying. We- <laughs> well, I'm He's, wow, that was good. Like the, the lip and everything. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, yeah, Matteo, when he left Prodigy and went to Westside, they're like, Matteo, you were like one of Prodigy's best players last year. Why are you deciding to leave? And he's just like, hey, man, just change the scenery. Money. They probably, probably got the bank too. 
The bag, I should say. <laughs> bank. <Yeah. laughs> oh, bank. Well, so, okay, money is, so then well, you have to, it begs to ask the question, like, if I'm offered, and I have a career job, not disc golf, right? And someone's like, Matt, we'll give you $10,000 more a year. I'm not going. That's me. I, like. If you like your brand, you're. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to not like where you're at. You'd probably be almost leaving anyways. You might even take a deal. You'd be like, I'll take less to leave. But let's say you like where you are. Like, what's the number? Like, I actually really like where I am in my career job. Maybe you like where you are with Discmania. But the point is, like, there has to be a line where you're like, you're going to have to offer me a lot more because you're so used to where you are, your career, the whole thing. Like, that line changes based off of the player. Like, Paul McBeth. Yeah. Someone's like, dude, I'll give you... Two million dollars a year. Does Paul change out of disc craft? Do you want to know what the problem is with disc golf? I think. Okay. Is that everybody's contracts are under wraps? <laughs> it's true. Like that is a problem because it's a problem for the players. It's a problem for the players. But we are the ones that like if the players guess what? Guess what? If every single player banded together and said we don't feel like we get paid enough, nobody sign up for the tour card. We're all just gonna say no. Like mm -hmm. that could happen. We are the product. Mm -hmm. So it's almost Lockout. like we are. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh it's possible. It's not like I'm saying it should happen. I'm just saying like, this is like the, the grand scheme of what is possible. Yep. yep. So in, the, in that sense, in that very, very abstract idea, we have the power, but in the sense of the contracts that we sign, the manufacturers are like, Hey, you're going to sign this and yep, you're going to be happy and don't show that to anybody. You know what I mean? But then when I'm on the scoreboard and I'm like, wait a second, why did I sign this contract? Because freaking Joe Schmo over here is getting 50K and he hasn't even signed up for an event yet this year. You know what I mean? It's just like we have that that direct comparison that we can literally look like, I don't know what you do for work, Matt, but there's no scoreboard at your job saying who's doing the most pro productive work. I mean, maybe there is. But like, I know that like, <laughs> probably not directly. Yes, Maybe in exactly. sales, but like, like you yeah. don't walk up to the front door and be like, all right, another day of work. Okay. Let's see who's beating me for product productivity. All right. So I got to, do get you going. know, off topic a little bit, Amazon again, here we're talking about people hey, love care. or hate people, but Amazon did that. They gamified their like production with people like at lunch breaks, you could go and see like where you're stacking yeah. up and they get points and they actually made it. I heard this or I read this. They did like a little car race, like the oh, more productive yeah. you were, like the car was like yeah. racing. And then and, like, like everybody, they get, they do like a pizza party <laughs> yeah. for the best team. But the yeah, point is that is the the office here. Like, remember how, you know, Dwight's trying to beat the computer. Yes. Like there's that I whole thing. You're trying to beat sales. Like, like Ben yes. was saying, but I mean, there's also like, I'm going to get into the, the office world for a little bit. There's like reporting tools where you can see who has the most, uh, like, uh, tickets assigned to them and who's done the most, who has the, the most, you know, total open issues you got to work. Like I, I have all this stuff and I'm like, I have so many and I'm doing so much and it's just the way it's reported, of course. Like, uh, but it, you can see that too. So not as much as, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of fans watching yeah. and being like, oh, yeah, you finished uh, 45th for the second tournament in a row. Like, nobody else you know in the what? company knows <laughs> how I'm doing. You guys have no clue how my performance is right. in my job. Yeah. Well, there, uh, okay. So maybe so, that's the point you're trying to make. Right. But there is, so it's like an annual performance evaluation, right? Like, hey, let's talk about how you did, all that kind of stuff. But to your point, no, you're not walking in every week and being like, oh, how'd no. you play? But so just for fun, like, I don't know how much money you're making. Okay. You don't need to disclose that. Maybe you can't disclose that. Yeah, let's start the revolution now. Break it. it no, I was just going to say, Casey, is that, is that start part of, it. Start is it, on this podcast. Is it part of your agreement to like not talk about it? I don't think so. Okay. 
you don't have to, but my point is like, how much more would you have to be offered by a company? Like in, in money, so, in mon- so money wise, so if someone offered very, you $10,000, would actually, you do it? I feel like I am very much the right person to be asking that. You know why? why? Because I value my relationship with Discmania more than a dollar amount can show. So this is what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Like, well, I feel like more, I'm a perfect example. There's a number. There is a number, of course. There has to be a number. <laughs> what there, is it for there you? There has to be a number. One it, million. It, it, it's, 250,000. It's a matter of like, I am where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah. I'm not rich. Yeah. I am not like, yeah. I can just do nothing all day. Like, I still have to do my job and get my work done in order we to all do. Stay, stay afloat. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But like, I mean, everybody has the scenario where like, if I were to have X amount of dollars, my life could completely change forever. And like, honestly, my number is probably a lot weaker than most just because of the position of my career. That so I'm what in. is it? 50,000, yeah. 75,000? See, see, and that's the other thing is, is <laughs> it depends on the company because there are just some yeah. companies out there that I've already told myself I will not play for them. Some of them decided to not sponsor me, but when they had the chance, some of them I just know from I other know players that, that they don't want to deal yeah. with them anymore. And it's yeah. just like, I absolutely value my relationship with Dismania, my personal, like, n- not even just like, like, I love the thing about Dismania is like, I can call some guys from <clears throat> Dismania and have a personal buddy phone call and it's not business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then after 10 minutes we say okay is there anything business we want to talk about you know what i mean <laughs> let's get to the business yeah but so that's well, kind of my point though is that there's a lot tied into people and it's not just money is that's what i'm trying to say is like the what do they say the the monster you know is better than one you don't know yeah you're kind of like i'm happy here yeah, see? i might not be making that much yep. but like i'm happy and i'm even if I get X amount of dollars more, maybe it's going to be worse. Like it's just not going to be as good. So I'm just curious. What do you think, you know, is the compelling, like why would paid shoe leave? But that's in anybody. What do you, what were you going to say, Evan? Well, what I was going to say is I, th- I think there's for a player who's not at the, let's say Paul McBeth for Kiyosaki uh, status. Uh, there's very, there's two very different paths. There's one where you want to go full loyalty and that really drives your brand. And I think Casey is in that boat and that's kind of what he's been saying. And then I think there's the other path where switching more often it actually benefits you a lot. One, I mean, you're getting talked about switching here, switching mm-hmm. there. Uh, but two, like you get fresh discs and, and you know, People, if someone's on the same team, but they're kind of a mid lower level player and they have, you know, a tour series disc that comes out every year, it's the same disc and it's not really like notable, it might become stale. But if they switch a lot or they're switching up, maybe the type of disc too, it can be this really fresh perspective. People are like, oh yeah, I want to support them. And now I'll try a new disc. I'm going to try this new company that I don't have because my bag's all this one or a couple. And so I, it, it's like a weird where I wouldn't want to be like in between like half loyal, but half switching. I like almost would want to switch like every year, every two years or really be loyal to it. It'd be like, it'd be like, instead of just settling and buying a house, you'd be like moving into a new apartment every year and you just have to go through that whole process. And it's like, Hey, this is new. This is nice. But then you're like, Oh, I got to pack it all away and do it all over again. Nine months later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's just like, do you want to drag yourself through that torture or not? And the oddest part about it is not only is it your brand, but it's also like how you play the game. Like, I mean, you, you know, the disc that you have, if you're with Trust one me. brand for yeah, so you're long talking to the right guy. and, and not that a different company can't um, also have good discs, but you got to learn a whole new mm-hmm. bag. And if you're someone who has kind of grown as a professional with one brand, it can be really challenging where also if you're someone who's like, I'll just give me a disc, I'll throw anything. Uh, 
maybe it's totally easy, but that has to factor in as well. And Ricky and is like, one of those people. Throw, throw any disc in his hand, it's going in the basket. And there you go. That's a video. Paul's pretty close to that too. But and I think any top, yeah, top for sure. twenty probably top ten. Like you should, you're pretty. Good. I mean, James Conrad switched companies, won a world title. You you know how a disc flies. Mm-hmm. You can probably so make Paul McBeth. So yeah, but Paul McBeth's Paul McBeth. <laughs> we won't talk about him tonight because Nick Carl's not here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Boom, roasted. Okay. Nick, we but, love uh, to, to your question, like I, I, I am left with so many questions about why she did switch, but I think it'll be answered when it gets announced, which is the most boring answer ever because we don't know where she's going. But like, if she goes to just like a, a small open bag or maybe not even a big sponsor that tells me, okay, like she's really focusing on other things. But then if she has this big splash where she's actually getting signed by, uh, it doesn't need to be an establishment. It could be an up and coming one, maybe like a Lone Star or Mint or Cla- um, Clash. If it's any one of those, it's like, okay, like she's serious and she's trying to attack this year, which is what a lot of people think. So it, I just, I don't have a guess right now without guessing where she's going. Yeah, but I think I do have something to add on that. And that's kind of like what I was saying about just like the change of scenery. I didn't really deep dive into that. But what I'm saying is like, she's been with Dynamic for as long as her disc golf mm-hmm. career has been a real thing. 13 years old, I think she said. And it's almost a sense of like, comfortability to the point where she's so comfortable she might not hold herself accountable so say say dynamic is just like hey Paige, you can do whatever you want and you can play as many tournaments as you want or don't play any we don't care we love you and we'll support you and you're going to be with us forever but maybe she's finally like i'm so comfortable that i need to be uncomfortable and go out and get it and have that want and that fire so i'm thinking if she signs with a new manufacturer and there's a ladder to climb. That's what that's the term I always use. I say I'm climbing the ladder. And if there's a ladder to climb and it sparks that fire, the motivation is there. She can go out and, you know, work on her game, work on just competitive fire. Interesting. That's why we brought you on the show. And and one last take on Paige Shoe. Look at where she's at right now. They signed a a blockbuster deal for FPO last year in Kona. Oh yeah. That's right. Okay. And then who showed up this year and Holland Hanley really well? Macy Villadiaz. And well, Valerie Mandohano. Valerie Mandohano. There you go. I'm thinking that she's not at the top of her game right now, Paige Shoe. She's not at the top of her game. And that was not something maybe she was. This is speculation. This is what we do. It was something that maybe she didn't want to have to try to fight to get up. Like, is the money going to be there for her? Like, does she feel like they have to promote her because she was a world champion, but she's not actually the player right now? She didn't want to turn into like the EMAC figure. This is what I'm like, saying. You got just a one here. time next to his name. You remember this guy? <laughs> and you're just here because you're here? Yeah, kind of. Speaking of EMAC, I have an EMAC from Discraft. I have his like Discraft Wasp, uh, Wasp EMAC or, World. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, TI nice. Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. TI yeah. Wasp. I also have a Paige Pierce TI Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. Um, when it was like, what was she like, three time world or one time? Not even. I think something it was one, one maybe, maybe two. So I've got that, and then she's back at Discraft. I'm like, I'll just hold on to that. But nice. anyways, there's a lot of reasons people leave. I think we hit on probably just about all of them. Mm-hmm. And and the very obvious John Madden statement is like, it's going to be better for them. That's why they're leaving. I mean, there is just one <laughs> other thing that people leave, and like sometimes people leave without even another contract lined up. They're just like, hey, I don't want to be here. Why? I feel like I know people who have done that. Um, is there any public ones that we know about where they've done that? I think that Drew Gibson did that with Innova. It was something I was going to say. I've heard it. It was just like, hey, I don't want to be here. 
but they didn't come out and say necessarily they didn't have something lined up, but then they're like quick, like line something up. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, I will say my take is still that we are going to see something exciting no matter what, even if it's paid shoe, but I'm thinking that the money is out there now. Players that have stuck, there's still a lot of players that have started, like it's like Paige, have started where they are, stayed with the company. And as Evan pointed out, and I agree 100%, staying with a company, and I know this with my company, I had to take a whole new role with my company to get a, a significant raise. Like it had to be a whole new thing. Like we're creating a new position, then I got the raise. If it's just you staying in your position, you'll never get that big mm-hmm. bump that maybe you deserve. So I'm thinking there's people who are still with their companies that have only been with their companies, that the money is going to be offered somewhere else greater in the past. Remember what year was this? It was a Chris Dickerson going to Discraft. It was was last year. Yeah. So there was, there was a certain year where we were all talking about it and we were saying like, I remember we were speculating about Eagle. Like there was all these people, uh, Calvin Heinberg. Yep. Like I was thinking DD was offering. Yep, they Cal- were both, okay. they were both being approached. They were being shopped. Ooh. Everybody gets shopped. Everybody's getting shopped all the time is my point. We don't know about it. When the deal is right, someone will accept it. And I think it's going to happen for years on out until everybody's shifted enough and then they'll do it again. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> then the person has shifted like, <laughs> like 10 years back. ago. Now it's been 10 years since he's on a discard. Exactly. He's like, Hey, let me go. So sit else. back. I think we're going to have a show. This off season has been boring to this point. Well, in some ways. I mean, it's still not really the off season. These people are still playing tournaments. True. I mean, I'm not. It's it's been off season for me for a little bit. But uh, actually, I wanted to say quick on that note. You said Deanne Carey won the Carolina Clash. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. AJ Carey, his or her husband, got second at the Chainhawk Open in Gainesville. So it was a good weekend to be a Carey. First place <laughs> nice. and second they... place at A tiers. Oh my goodness! I guys, this is a huge fluff on me Uh-oh. i'm looking at You're carolina looking- clash from last year oh, how did that he's happen looking at last year. <laughs> but she did win the carolina clash last year i was there charlotte but not some multiple charlotte people are gonna be like what are you talking about the funny thing is and be like evan hates me you should do more so stat or fictions here like I that i'm referencing 2021 how did i mess that up you should do more Satter Fictions like that. Like Satter Fiction, the Carolina Classic happened this this week. Carolina you know, Clash. Or Carolina. But, uh, okay. You should look at who Guys, got seventh I, in that tournament. She finished fourth. Um, ah. I mean, she it, it was 15 strokes, not 31. Uh, that's much more respectable. <laughs> oh, oh, we're talking about uh, Paige Shoe now oh because you got Paige Shoe's stats wrong. You slandered her. That's hilarious. I didn't slander her. I said she could finish top top 25 in the world would be incredibly good, and that was the point I was trying to make. Not <laughs> no, that I didn't stroke. think she could ever yeah, be a yeah, top yeah, 25 in the year. Okay. Whew. Okay, I have All one right, question. My bad there. I have one question <laughs> she on that. Fourth. So she Ask lost by better. 30 strokes with Dynamic Bag, and she might have been throwing a mixed bag this weekend. Whoa. What do you think? <laughs> That's a stat. I guarantee she's throwing a mixed bag. You think so? As as in like right now. Like she she ended the contract Saturday, Sunday morning, final round, new bag, all new discs. No, right? she already had discs. She had know, discs from other I'm no, I'm saying like she had discs from other companies. Yeah. That she can play with. Be, no, because they were people were either shopping her or she was shopping yeah. them and they're shipping her discs. Yeah. And they're saying, try these out. But now she's exposing to her opponents her all her secrets. No, well, maybe. That's okay, right? I mean, I mean do you, does word travel fast? It's, I mean, it can, but it like, it, it word can travel fast between the players, but oh, sometimes yeah, it, does. it does. You like, it can. It has the ability to not escape the in between the players. You know what I mean? 
<clears throat> I will tell you this from my time spent with some of the best players in the world. <clears throat> if I was to ask, do you know what's going on? And they look at me and they're like, they're like, and you're like, you do like every, I feel like everybody in that network of people knows what's going on. They're like, I know where he's going, what deal he's getting. And I know like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Whether they're close and they have conversations with each other or it's just yeah. like, it's just yeah, conversation. I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm mostly in the loop for a lot of the moves and like sometimes just instinct. Like I said it all year. I'm like, oh, Chris is definitely going discraft. Yeah. I said Katrina was going discraft too, but she ended up DGA. Close, close. It's close, but that's still, I was like, that was a shocker to me. Yeah. Yeah, we were speculating on that one. That one was interesting. But, okay. So, anyways, the, my point is we don't have anything to divulge right now. I think, you know, we're going to have more as we as we go. Um, we, we're not at the end of the show yet. We're not there. But we're going to take off two weeks um, leading up to Christmas. So, we'll, we'll remind you. Next week, we're still on. But we'll be taking two weeks yeah. off. Things well, may not happen. I don't know if I have a predictor that things are going to happen before Christmas. I think the new year is where you'll start to hear about things. Sure. I think it's going to be end of contracts at the end of the year, end yeah. of the calendar year, and then early January. Maybe some rumblings last week of the season, last week of the calendar year, but I think early January is going to be exciting. I, I want to just quickly wrap up the stat correction because when you said AJ Carey won the chain hawk, I'm like, okay, that no, happened. no, he got How second. I was saying he got second there. Yeah, yeah, he sorry came in second. Uh, how was Deion Carey not there? It made that, no that's sense. That's why I was so confused thanks. when you said Deion <laughs> yeah. won Carolina. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they thanks just for decided saying that. Two completely I'm, different I would assume they played in the same state at least. Uh, she also finished second. Uh, hey, but, still I a mean, good weekend to be a carry. Yeah, still a great weekend <laughs> for her. I mean, her podium uh, dominance of, as of late I know. with Chloe Alice, uh coming in first. Uh, but yeah, AJ Carey comes in second. So that's very cool that, you know, a couple comes second in both events, uh, both divisions. I'm sure they wish there was a first, but that's, that's still incredibly good. I'm. He lost to Garrett Gerth, who's been playing that course longer than AJ's been alive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think no discredit there. Which I also got seventh at that event. I got seventh at that (laughs) and Carolina Clash last year. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving along. We got a lot to accomplish. We still got time to do it. Uh, I'm going to share a quick opinion. You can react or not, and we can just move on. But I feel like originally I was like, eh, Paul McBeth's new apparel options for the world championships wasn't really my thing i saw a photo shoot where they actually had people wearing the shirts and it was like a lifestyle type photo shoot where like you could see it in real life to me it took on a little different twist to it and i said oh actually looks pretty good it's weird so i guess my take here is like things on people look better than things clipped like clipped and just posted on like social media you know what i mean like you want to know how i judge like branded apparel how could i wear that to a concert like am i gonna wear a shirt that just staples a label on me on the back across my shoulders probably not i mean especially <laughs> like when everybody behind you is gonna be looking so like that's usually what i do i'm like like um brian Earhart, perfect example his logo with the bear and the heart in the middle like, best logo that's in one golf. of my fa- I, it's one of my favorite hoodies i wear it all the time i think yeah. it's absolutely one of the best logos in disc golf it is him yeah yeah i agree but I, I don't know. Maybe you guys didn't see it, but I literally, I did see it. I, did see it. It. I guess I just but, literally found myself going, okay, if I was like 80%, like, eh, and now I'm like, oh, maybe I'm 60%. Eh. <laughs> like, it just seemed like it looked better. I was mm-hmm. like, I can see it in real life. 
looked a little better. I know we we talked about it, and Nick told me he walked out of his room that night, and Paul was sitting in his living room. <laughs> Paul's like, "So you don't like her apparel, huh?" <laughs> Nick's like, "No, no, no, like, Paul, please." <laughs> Just kidding. It didn't go quite like that. Get I'm kind of Did you guys see Paul's post? Pretty much about a giveaway, like wear one of this uh, collection like tag it. Switch, sweaters to an ugly sweater party. Oh, and then tag interesting. Us. Like, like, yeah, he's obviously leaning into yeah. it. You know that the uh, the internet thought one way about it. Yeah. Uh, but clearly I, I don't think it was that bad. I think it was a <laughs> no. massive overreaction impulse of yeah. himself. They got to be upset about something. It's the internet, right? But uh, when they're posing for that and it's like, wear this for your ugly sweater party. I'm like, you would be laughed out of the room if you wore that. Cause it's so normal. Like just uh, come on. I like the second like, collection. I, not, not at Paul making the post, but just about anyone who t- would take that seriously. Uh, <sighs> I thought it was hilarious. I, you know, it, it's a, brand for specific people and that's okay everyone's hitting their uh, audience yeah and this coming from me and you and as far as i know none of us have like an apparel line if you will i mean you have a logo and you have a hat right you can buy (laughs) do you have a whole collection um i am going to the casey white collection is coming be like that it's just like you know it's yeah. just stuff it's gonna to actually look good is that's what you're trying to say here it's yeah it's just you're gonna saying look his logo better. looks bad evan <laughs> okay no, I, I, no he's no, saying he like he's saying like paul's, as, paul's is no yeah. match for the casey white apparel coming in hot dude people are yeah. loving casey on the nick and matt show we'll have to All see right. about this being a thing but well, I'm here for another month. Yeah, you just someone said they like you more now. So yeah, all right. <laughs> That's one I thing. I don't know what I did before or didn't do before, but I'm glad I could change that. Yep. Guys, Casey's a real person if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is. And we took a totally different route with him. We're not interviewing him, but we're allowing him it. to share what's going on, which is cool. I feel like I'm literally just filling Nick's shoes. You Good are, job. Yeah. Basically. Let me see. But like let me see your shoes. Uh, yeah, just remember you every time you make a good point, just say yeah, like everything like that, and everything like that. <laughs> That's, That's his filler said. word. That's his filler word. Yeah, and everything like that. Everything like that. And we also say field of strength on the show. For some reason, we don't say strength of field. We say field of strength. Well, okay, <laughs> to defend him here, I think that was you, and then he was absolutely no. I said on this show. I said words. on this show. That's what we yeah. do. That's what I, I, okay, I saw okay. a comment that said Nick. One of his mannerisms, he says too too, like too too much or something <laughs> okay. like that. So I was like, why are we razzing Nick? He's not I'm even not here. razzing. Yeah. But I just never noticed that. Yeah. I don't know. People pick up the weird things. Would you say that to things. his face, Ben? <laughs> I'll call him right now. Two two. <laughs> call him right now. Okay, so moving on from that. I've talked a lot, but I have one more thing to talk about before we get into some fun topics. And this one's kind of fun. It is lighthearted to me, but I do want to say it. I see it commented. I I don't want to use the word fairly often, but enough over the past three years on the Nick and Matt show. Uh, Social media comments, uh, YouTube comments, things of that nature where people will be like, you guys like horrible journalism. Or they're like... Uh, you know, you got to work in your journalism or like, or whatever. They're going on all these things. And I always tend to start typing and I'm like, I'm going to try to explain myself. And then I just stop. I delete it. I'm like, it's not worth it. The latest one was on the Nico Castro interview. And if this is you that I'm talking about, great. Like you get to hear this and I have nothing but love for you, but it's just literally how I'm like, I'm going to get it off my chest. We are not journalists. The Nick and Matt show is not journalism. You might say, well, it is by what you're doing. But if you look up the definition of journalism, it's people who prepare stuff like for like news content or news articles or stories. You might say what we talk about is newsworthy, but like we're not preparing it for that purpose. We're literally recording a conversation that we're having and we're making it public. 
The same thing when I interviewed Nico and, and Nick and I interviewed Nico. Like we're recording a conversation with a pro disc golfer that we've decided to make public. Um, and so if I was to talk to Casey White off air like we did before, and I was just talking to him all like journalistic, I'm like, so Casey White, and like you're in studio, like before we recorded, like that's not how it would be. I talk to you and maybe you disagree, Casey. I talked to you the same before the show as we did during yep. the show. In fact, I was like, let's just save these conversations for yeah, the show. Yeah, for sure. And I was like trying to hold back to make sure we didn't like miss out on the good content. <laughs> exactly. The point is we, we wanted to have genuine, authentic conversations, record them and make them public. So could we be journalistic in our interviews and be really formal and press on the topics? The same thing we could have done for Natalie Ryan, for Nico LaCastro, for Paul Macbeth, for anybody that we have on our show. That's not our style. We're just going to record our conversations. And frankly, if I side with the person who's in the interview seat, then I do. Like, I'm not here to play like impartial or anything else. So we're not journalists. We're the Nick and Matt show. We bring Let's our biases. Go. Let's go. We literally bring our biases and share our biases. Like, that's just, we're not trying to be. In fact, let me shout out Ulti World. Like, they do a pretty good job at that. Yeah. They can take, they can give hot takes and all that. But like, they're way more journalistic. That's their style. Straight up interview style if they do have a guest. Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. Wes Yeager said, We could do better. We can do better anyways. I'll say that. But I'm just saying we're not journalists. And that's not what we intend to do. Wes Yeager said, research and investigation versus a conversation. I think that puts it perfect. Sure. We're having a conversation. <laughs> sure. Anyways, I had to get, I didn't have to get it off my chest. But when I read those comments, they're like, we, they said our interview with Nico was more enableism than journalism. And I'm like. We weren't, yeah, we we were not trying to like do either. So anyways, that's all. I don't, I don't rant very often, but there it was. That was a good rant. I I kind of got locked into that. Like once every two, three months. And then it's just like, whoa, (laughs) Whoa. where did that come from? That has some power to (laughs) it. I just bring it here instead of like chatting it in the comments with people and going back and forth. I'm like, I'll just record it. Yeah. They can, they can comment again. We should call them out one username by username <laughs> so we thought of doing an episode do you ever get any like hateful comments or like comments that are, you're, are like negative to you, you and you're like, something? it hurts your feelings oh, a little oh bit? no they don't hurt my feelings not anymore no, no. well i mean i ever i like it i read them and, <laughs> and honestly you I, heard it here. i love to be the person that when i see a negative comment i remember somebody said something in the razor claw review video simon like, i did january 2020 and it was just like, Casey looks like he would have been a good clown at a kid's birthday party. He probably terrifies kids. And I literally just went in there as Casey White disc golf and went, thanks, Brian. And then he immediately started to retract the statement. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't. Yeah, and I'm like, happens. no, you just didn't think I'd see it. So yeah. I'm just cool with just being like, thanks, man. And with like a crying, laughing emoji. I do that with a Nick hold and Matt him, show. Hold him accountable. You got to hold him accountable. I did it once where there was a significant comment that actually hurt my feelings. I've come a long way in three years. I'll tell you that. But in the beginning, it was like, and we all, we're all going to laugh at this now because it's, we all know, and it's funny, but like, man, like Matt, you suck. You talk so much and you're horrible at interviews because you just cut everybody off. (laughs) And like, I was like, in the beginning, I was like, I was kind of hurt by that, but I went on there and I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, I actually feel the same way. Like, I, I feel like I need a lot of work to do. I was being just genuine. And the guy's like, oh my goodness, retract, retract. I'm, I apologize. That was mean of me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, like people are weird. They comment things they don't beings, think you're yeah. going to like, no. You're like an entity to them <clears throat> until you comment back. 
So if you comment it, you better mean it and you better hold on to <laughs> yeah, you it. Or delete it like, really quick. Like, like, like if I replied to like a comment making fun of me or something, somebody just commented on Simon's video that said my facial hair makes me look like a Disney villain. I saw that. I saw that comment. And like I'll just comment to them and be like, thanks, bro. And then like they better be like, haha, got him. You know what I mean? Like rather than be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, don't be sorry. Yeah, you that, that one was funny. That That's was an funny. easy yeah. vlogmas idea so where to show you, up like I don't even know Disney villains. Why can't I come up with one on the spot? Like, like do I look like like, like uh, the dude from oh, um, Aladdin? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jafar. Jafar. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Jafar. That was the first the minion dude. Show up as him. That's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> Who? Yeah. What'd you say, Matt? You could be any. Of yeah. Them. I mean, like, hey, I called Calvin a muppet. I'll oh yeah, you that the, was the, hilarious. <laughs> when is <laughs> Kelsey <laughs> can't believe it? Tell him how you described it. <laughs> we were playing a game, and I or not a game. Beaker. No. I was trying to remember, and for some reason, I had a major, major brain freeze. And I'm, like, trying to tell the show and everybody here about Calvin. But I'm, like, I can't remember. Who's My brain's guy? frozen. Yeah. Who's that guy? I'm, like, he plays for Innova, da, 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 da. And then I'm, like, he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> That's, like, what came out. Because that was the time. Do you remember during the season? Oh, oh, his I hair do. was just massive. Yeah. And I was, like, dude, he's, he looked, I don't know. Wait, no wait, offense. It was a Chris Diggers dude. He was, like. Calvin? Was did Chris say that right? <laughs> Dickerson was the interview, was, yes. and I was trying to explain who. And Dickerson's like, "Is that Calvin?" Oh my God. <laughs> I think he said that. Yeah. You're right, man. He actually like when you were saying, I was I was as dumbfounded as you were. So yes. I'm glad Chris was actually like, "All right, he, like, he I know you're talking like, about thank it in the you. most polite way possible." I told Calvin right. about this. By the we way, we just talked about calling out comments. I don't look anything like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> like, not even close. <laughs> Like that's not even close. That's in the chat. No, it's not. The chat yeah, just on, called me, out Casey. Let me let me let me think. Sid of, you from don't. the story. I'm going down. I'll you find you a Sid from well, Toy Story. Hold on, I'll pull tour. it up in a minute. On tour. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't make any sense. Like I gotta pull it up. If you had like a shaved head, if Gannon Burr had brown or dark hair, he would kind of look and, like, like braces. Sid. Yeah, yeah and braces. But it's like buzz. It's like a buzz cut, yeah. right? Isn't that I got hair. Hair. Let me see. I'm like wears like skull t shirt like. <laughs> Hold on a second. Go. Um, oh, let me see how we can do this full screen. Somehow. Oh, oh, that's a YouTube video. Oh, whoa, 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 Evan's not even saying no. I know. Wait, I'm hold on. I'm, I'm just out of the loop here. The comment said that Casey looks like Sid from Toy Story, and I'm and I said saying no. And I said, then no. you just said he, he does. does, and then and then, oh. and then Casey said, oh, "You think okay. I do?" And you went oh. like this. Wait, wait, wait. I have no All idea right. what's happening. But then Coach Broad just commented. I said that Sid had a buzz cut, and, and yes, when he showed right, that, right. I was like, "Oh, he doesn't have a buzz cut. Oh, he actually has hair." Okay. But then Coach Broad That's just commented and said, "At least you're not about. Sid from Ice Age like I, Terry Roethlisberger." Oh, that's a bird. Terry's our buddy, so that's cool. All right. So that got pretty funny for a minute there. I love miscommunication because we can take it and run with it. All right. Just like everyone says, I hate Calvin. I've told Calvin about that. And he looked at me like, really? And I'm like, I don't, though. Okay. And he won, he won two events this year, so it's like you can't say anything anymore. I can't say anything anymore. Both in a playoff, undefeated hey, at Elite Series. I can't say anything anymore. I, my yeah, my take you know used Casey? to be. 3-0, yeah. along with Ken Climo and Jeremy Colin. My take used to be on this show, and it was over and over, like, pick Calvin. He's not going to win. Like, as in, like, he's not going to win. He's the, I always said this. He is the best player 
in the world yeah, that doesn't win. Yeah, that doesn't win. Like, he's so incredible. First, anyways, yeah. and then he started winning as yeah, soon as sure. I said that. But, but like, it yeah. happens. Yep. He wins. He did. And then, yeah. But because up to that point, he had one, like, vintage open, like. That's like Katrina Allen. Silver. I pick Katrina Allen in my grip six every single week because she's a lock <laughs> for second or, or first. You know what I mean? True. True. Just All right. <clears throat> We've gone through a lot. We still have a little bit more to go here. So. I know we said we're going to talk about rules. I don't know if it's worth. That sounds boring. We'll let the chat kind of react to that. I think that could be boring. Yeah. I feel like let me just look. It's there just was a bunch of revisions. A lot of wording revisions, like refund stuff on tournaments. Um, there might be something that interests you in there. If you if you think there's an interesting one that you want to talk about, throw it in the chat. Um, we're but, talking about the rules now. Well, we're not going to. I okay. think. Let me just see. I'm just seeing wording changes. It's, I it's, it's Casey all... was stoked to rant. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got, oh, mine's going to be in like the next section, probably like the rules that would, would be cool. But That's going to be fun. Work. We're going to do that. We're going to move to that. But like one of the things that changed in the rules and it infuriates everybody is you can't now squash your disc up into a ball and just throw it in the basket. It says you have to throw, let me see, uh, intentionally deforming a disc such that it is not circular saucer like mm -hmm. configuration. So saucer like, yeah. Love it. <laughs> oh, what's my saucer looks different than your saucer. So anyways, th like rules like that, uh, that's, that's an interesting one, but usually it's the wording changes and refunds. Like I said, practice rounds, baskets being made available, dress codes, got some wording changes, but like nothing stands out as amazing and like earth shattering, which is why it was kind of interesting to see Nico comment what he did. He's like, now's the time and the place I put my foot down. And it's like, all right, Nico. All right. All right. So we're off rules. I don't think we're going to actually do that unless somebody really has something interesting in the chat. Says, let's talk about it. Here's the segment. Ready? <clears throat> rules that could be cool, but are probably pretty bad ideas. Mm -hmm. I'll start out. Go ahead. Timeouts. A player is able to call a timeout. Ooh. Like, a certain amount of timeouts, like just like in football, like you get a certain amount of timeouts, two of them or whatever, where it's like it goes from 30 seconds to like you get like two minutes. So like you're about to throw, but you're like, dude, like I just don't feel right. Like I got to refresh. I got to come walk over here, take a breather. I need a two minute timeout. OK, so I can go talk about this. So actually something that I've talked about, this is really funny with Dave Feldberg <laughs> is like a two times per round being allotted an extra time so, so that okay very similar you okay throw so your yeah disc into Jeremy, the center Jeremy of also a 30 foot wide thorn bush and you need to figure out how the heck not only you're going to throw out of it but get to your line sure and you say i'm going to need extra time on this and that turns your 30 seconds into two minutes or whatever that's what is. i'm saying right and like that's that's your one for the front nine or whatever and then the back nine you get one and like you know, it doesn't really change anything because it's only in the scenario that you need it, that it's being used. Like, I mean, uh, Big Germ has actually been on my car before the very first hole of Idlewild. It honestly, it wasn't even that tough of a spot. It's just like his his difference in gameplay where he's such a sidearm dominant player. Like for somebody like me who loves to just throw a backhand and he flex, like I was literally just standing there, just holding my arm out, just looking at his line, just going, yep, backhand and he flex. But he was like, sorry guys, sorry guys. Sorry. And I'm talking first hole of the tournament. So he's being over apologetic. And I'm like, dude, just do whatever you got to do, man. Like, I'm not going to like, like, yeah. I'm sorry that this is taking so long for you. Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, I don't think that him sitting here and, and tossing together three discs and 
like making him making his brain go spinning is helping him in any way. So like, I'll just be here and wait until you time, time for you. <laughs> so to g- good rule or bad rule. Everyone has to vote. Evan good. generally, I, I think it's a good rule. Good and rule. as long as it's list, this like, is not having it hashed to... out yet. Right. There would have to be a lot of details figured out, but yeah. generally do you think it's a good it rule? Can't be Evan? An unlimited amount. No, it's not unlimited. Yeah. yeah. My, my gut is bad rule, but I'm also thinking like, I'm <laughs> thinking in like a, like, I almost want to say a bad way, but not quite more of a, a commercializing of the sport is think about this <laughs> league card. Let, let's say, let's say Gannon Burr, he's on a lot of league cards. Let's say yep. he's, he's planning up a shot and he's like, Hey, I'm calling a timeout. Yep. He gets two minutes. DJN's like sick. Let's go throw it to a commercial. Like it might be that day. One day. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But they might love that. So um, how much time does that add to a round? I'm, I'm like so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, as long as you you're two allotted player, to a certain number. And and I'm saying, but what if everybody used it on one hole, Casey? The card of four. Do you want to know what I think? Eight minutes. I think extra. everybody already does it. That's the difference. <laughs> I, agree I think with that you. everybody already does it, but it's not allowed. So let's make it like actually legit. Actually legit, where it's actually like an enforced yeah, thing that you can enforced. announce. I am I going to take forever. <laughs> like you announce it and say this shot sucks. I am going to take a long time to figure this out. So it's not just okay. He's sitting. He's pumping. He's going to go. Okay, this is the one. He's lining up. He's holding <laughs> and then he goes back and, and changes his desk. Pumping. Yeah, and then he turns back to the back. Exactly. Then you're left in the wonder. If he's doing timeout, you're not expecting it. And, like, uh, you know, people can, like, I don't even know. You can do stuff that you don't have to be paying attention at that very moment. Like, <laughs> it, it could be bad. It could be, it could be worse, though. Two times. This is my final take on it. Two times during the round, you can take two minutes. Mm-hmm. Just like you can to look for a lost disc. I think if there's another situation that you deem you want that time, you take it. So it's probably a pretty bad idea, but it's cool to think about. That's that's why this segment it's exists. I'm going idea. to I'm going to close the statement as it happens already. So why not let it be allowed a couple times? That's a slippery slope. I think they'd have to enforce the thirty <laughs> seconds more for for that. Everything would have to be enforced way more solid for that to yes, work. Yes, for it to work. Okay. I saw someone in the chat say this, so I'm going to bring it up. A mulligan. Certain amount of mulligans, but as long Bad. as it's called before the disc hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> before the disc hits the ground, that's good. Oh, good. That's funny. Or like that twist. Or hits like a tree. Like okay. it, it has okay. to be in flight. Okay. Like it can't be like whack before it hits the and, ground. And, like and call. We're talking about not being able to call footballs yeah. real time. Did he call it in real time <laughs> before it hit the tree? Okay, yeah. This is like a twig plus first. rule for you and your buddies. Like same with like if you can catch the <laughs> disc, the it, tree. you can rethrow. It's the same disc and rethrow. I've done that before. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> like if you're playing a casual round with your buddies and it's like you're not even keeping score, you're just keeping score in your head. Who, who even cares? Like, yeah, this is a great rule right here. I am a I, I, maybe I, once I, per round because you can have some like, especially if you're playing with OB and it's like floating to OB. I could be like, I we're could doing this. We're recording so a vlog. I have a this. personal experience with a uh, a throw, an unintentional catch, and then what the hell do I do now? Uh, I was playing Devons like back in 2016 and I had to line up this tight, tight hyzer right up against a tree. And like I had to match the angle of the tree with my disc and I just whacked the tree straight dead on and I curled up because I knew it was going to hit me and I caught it under my armpit. And I just walked up with my arms like this and I looked at my car mates. Both of their jaws are dropped and they're like, um, try again. again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just like the noise of the tree and then just tensing up and then realizing that there's something under my arm. 
Oh, I will that say is this hilarious. Whole 16 at Meadowbrook, I will land in bounds every single time because all I got to do is just yell Mulligan. Yeah, but you only, get, yeah, Mulligan. you only get two per round and you got to call it before it hits. And so you got to choose when and you don't use it, when you use it, when you don't use it. You're making me laugh. You caught the disc. I heard about, um, is it Billabo? What's his name? Billabo, MVP. Justin Billadu? Billadu. Yeah. He threw off of 16's T pad. I don't know if you ever heard this. He was doing At a Maple warm Hill? up. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was let doing it fly. a warm up and yep. Whoop, yep. he threw it straight yep. up. And they caught Like it, it didn't go further yep. than like yep. the T pad. He's like, I didn't mean to yep. do the, that. The most recent. He should have caught it. Was it was 2021, <laughs> I want to yeah. say. Yeah, he, he should have caught it. Like, whoops. <laughs> well, the issue, like in competition, if you catch it, can you be stroked for that? Yeah. You're altering like absolutely I, if you caught if it on if purpose. I'm in a sanctioned tournament, I'm letting that thing fall. I'm not. <clears throat> so I'm gonna get to another rule in a second. But Ben and his last win at Meadowbrook, we're videoing it live so you can go watch this. Ben has a win. His second hole of the playoff. He's up to this like really like straggly branches and everything. It's like all like not dead and detached. It's all there, but it's like oh, dead. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. dead, but it's all attached. And he steps up to his shot and it's, I were live streaming this and he's like, what's this? He just breaks it, like literally breaks the branch off in front of him. And he's standing oh, there. Man. He looks at me live on camera and he's like, he goes, what do I do? And they were like, it's that the yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. The course owner. Now. It definitely wasn't, but nobody cared. It was so funny. Cause you just look at the camera. Yeah, like, what like, did oh, I do? Oh goodness. Imagine he was just like, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> you Dave just, literally, the course, uh, was like, it's, it's, it's all the time. He was he so was funny. Hilarious. Okay. So here's another one for you. By the way, if you have any, bring them up. I have yeah, one. I got one, I but one. I'll go after I you. I just have one. Um, this one's probably really dumb, but maybe fun to talk about. They're all dumb. That's why this segment's called that. <laughs> they might be cool, but they're pretty bad ideas. Distraction tests. <laughs> <laughs> You're already laughing. Where you <laughs> He's already laughing. Where you can like on purpose try to distract a player in a non-courteous way a few times around. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> That one's actually like you're just like you're like, whamp, like right in their back. Like they're just about to rip it. You just rip that low, and you go, "Your mother." Yeah. Oh shit. Hey yo. And he just has to turn around in good sportsmanship. You got me. You're like, got him. Good one, guys. I'm not gonna let you have that one. I'm gonna call that a dumb, dumb. That's Rule. a dumb. That's a really that dumb. Bad. But remember, right, we had Brody on here. He's like, dude, put lotion on your hands. We were laughing about how to make disc golf harder. Anyways, Evan, what do you got? I, my idea is essentially the bunker rule, but uh, all OB is stroke and distance. Or nope, it's just distance because okay. you your only stroke is the fact yes. you threw it. I love that you just said this. <clears throat> Let's go. Oh, sounds like a the good only one. stroke is that you threw it. So like, let's let's go GMC uh, or Fox round hole eighteen. Sure, uh, a lot of out of bounds. If you throw OB your first throw, you bring it right back to yep. the tee. You're throwing two though. Yep. Uh, and it's every single time. I mean, people complain like Memorial. If you have like the Peninsula greens, you just chuck it over the basket, lands OB, but you got to you know tap, tap in, in putt for three. Yep. Nope, you're reteeing for two. 
So you really got to land it there and actually like truly play the hole. Um, wow. I, I mean, I'll start off with the least. If this was a PDGA rule, absolute nightmare. Um, you're playing tournament. You're finding. Oh, I did slide OB. I'm walking all mm-hmm. the way back and playing two. Um, but I mean, I think it's a good idea for the Pro Tour where we got. Disco Pro Tour needs their own rule book. I'm gonna say it right here. Oh, it's wait. Ah, it's a hard take to say it's coming. <clears throat> oh, exclusive. I don't think Casey knows anything. <laughs> CEO Casey White says. But no, I think that it'd be interesting. Content? I think there will be a competition manual that the Disc Golf Pro Tour has. And the difference being, I think the rules of Disc Golf will be rules. Do you want to know what the first thing I think the Disc Golf Pro Tour should add to the rule book? Extra time. But that could be a competition <laughs> manual thing. Like at yeah, our sure. at our competitions. Sure. But but would that go against, you know, DJ, uh, Pro Tour? I mean, uh, Professional Disc Golf Association. I don't and know. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to find Maybe a way they that they can own. coexist. Yeah. Where the only people that are affected by this distance, no stroke rule is the people on the Disc Golf Pro Tour events only. Even if <clears> it's a Disc Golf Pro Tour event and, like, there's a Who does it now? Division. What major does this kind of stuff now? USDGC. Well, of course. So my point is, I think you're. Uh, I think you're right. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like the the disc golf pro tour could do this. Yep. They just yep. need to either get waivers or have it pre-planned and saying. Do you know what happens if you miss the Mando on hole 18 at Lake Eureka? If at you even know Lake where Eureka, the Mando is, hole it's the first tree on the right. Okay. You re-t throwing two. I am the only person I know to have missed that Mando twice in the same World Championship. And I re-teed throwing two and saved par. Where's the man one hole 18? It's not I even just finally just you don't even want to know. It. You don't even want to know. So you're standing on the tee pad. It's the like water's the lake. on the left. It's yeah. a little hill and there's a branch yep. coming over. The tree is probably near two the water. O'clock, two o'clock. Oh, on the not right. near the water. I was a not very good professional <laughs> who wanted to. I knew the shot was roller. However, I had absolutely no roller in my yeah. game. And I didn't realize that like a roller when you put it on the angle, it still has to fly to the right before it gets to the ground. And I didn't do that math, not only once, but twice. And I missed the Mando, but I already knew because I missed it the first time that I'm like, no guys, I just re-throw throwing two and I saved par. And it's like, yeah, I threw a terrible shot, but like I would, if it wasn't for that Mando, I'd be way up on the fairway. So just make me do it again. Like, yes, I threw that disc. I'm not going to try and hide it, but I can try again and just give me that, that first stroke and I'll throw two. And I think that there are a lot of holes that need to be implemented with that rule. And I actually have one at the course of my house. I have, <laughs> I have a, I have a hole where you throw up the driveway. It's a big uphill, but then it's uh, on the, the fairways on the right sloping left all the way to the driveway. And there's a Mando with a telephone pole. And the rule is if you don't cross inbounds past the telephone pole, it's re T throwing two. If you do cross, it's a death putt drop zone putt for three with the penalty. <laughs> so if, if that's saying confusing, I'm going to say it now. Yeah. But yeah. It we'll is. listen to this back, but it's I, also I your it. back. But it's, so it's, the point judging. is that you're bringing up the, the distance <laughs> or uh, the distance penalty, no stroke. And I already mm. have implemented it in the course that I've designed. That's cool. And yeah. this is, uh, I mean, I, I love that part. And, and the fact that like Ledgestone has it like that, yep. I did not know. Yep. So that's really cool. It already exists well, in some capacity. And, and I keep saying it's cool. the worst shank of all time. It's, it comes into play. So I keep saying, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But that's the point of the segment. It sounds cool, but it's probably a bad idea. Well, yeah. Does anyone it could be not good. like it? I don't know. It's I just it. hard to implement it. I think it's way, I, I think with proper spotters, it would be way more beneficial than to just it, 
throw a basket on top of a little mound with three bunkers surrounding it, and you're either putting for birdie <laughs> or you're putting for par. Someone made a good point here, though. They're like, how would it work if you wanted to retake your shot from a previous lie, though, which mm. is a stroke penalty? And mm. I was like, well, you get penalized if you choose to take it. But in Evan's <laughs> scenario, if you just want to take it again, just throw it OB. Okay. Like, <laughs> but but who does that on a pro tour? Yeah. Like, I'd, I've done it once. Uh, like, retake your throw? Yeah, Devin's hole it's one. Rare. Missed, missed the putt and rolled all it's the way rare. down like to like 150 feet. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and, but um, oh, where was it? Oh, the weird thing about disc golf, which is also weird in the NFL, is when you have punts in the NFL and it goes out of bounds. And you got some random guy who's just like, yeah, I think that crossed the 42 yard line and he's sitting on the 26 yard line and the <laughs> ball landed in the end zone, uh, but out of play. And it's just like to find that point where it crossed out of bounds and what yard marker it mm-hmm. was is so hard in football it, where a punt is mostly straight mm-hmm. you come into disc golf where we throw all different angles in all different ways like it, there's no way to be correct but how many times are you just like okay i landed here kind of a slight angle so i'm gonna <laughs> just kind of wing it and i'm gonna drop here like we're already guessing so you, much you can learn so much from watching disc golf um down fairway rather than behind the tee pad. Like I know so many players who throw their disc, it's going straight and then it hyzers out of bounds and lands over the line. And then you just step up. They basically take a 45 degree angle and say, this looked good. Right. And it's like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, look it. It's a linear like path of (laughs) the way we saw it shaping the line. (laughs) But what they don't realize is that that disc was already completely stopped going forward. And in fact, it went over the line and then rolled backwards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it skips up Mm -hmm. and then does a little curl and Mm -hmm. actually they, they are actually losing 20 feet of distance mm-hmm. because they didn't actually pay attention to the way it landed. But, you know, <laughs> most, a good point. And, the, and the, the weird thing is, is that, like, I'm always the type of guy to, like, tell a person, like, whoa, 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 you you did not go out of bounds there. You're, yeah. You you can yeah. go way up there, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that, like, sometimes the guy that just threw out of bounds isn't looking to talk to anybody. And he just, like, throw their mini on the ground and then just freaking chuck it before anybody can even, like, pick up their bags from the previous lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, these are all fantastic points. And Ben, you said you had a I have one. Is it a good one? A it's cool a, one? It's a good one. Yeah. So putting it has to do with putting. You're in circle one. <laughs> of course one. it does. Goodness. You're Wait. in circle one. Three misses and you count it. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. You're in circle one. There's a circle, obviously. If you miss your putt and it lands back into circle two, counts as a hazard. What? Yep. That means that. You have to be more cautious. That means you reput. That means you reput. You could reput. <laughs> You're right. You just have to be no, more you cautious. Would I'm you saying, would reput. This you is the dumbest rule in the world. No, you saying, would because you're in circle one with a penalty, or you could be in the hazard. Okay, with a penalty. but it just makes them more cautious <laughs> with their putts. That's my whole thing. It makes putting way harder, bro. <clears throat> well. The, okay, the weird thing okay, about the, disc golf. This was dumb rules. That's what I'm, not I'm trying saying. To compare like golf. you guys are this acting is, like this was like a but, genius idea of me. I was this di- a dumb rule I thought of, that would be funny. Well, I'm gonna talk about this. Disc <laughs> golf like, like putting is so much easier than fall <laughs> golf. But I I despise so much how we're like missing a putt is so much more like deathly in disc golf than it is ball golf. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not a big ball golf guy. I, I've not Depending really three put it in that, but I've three put it in disc golf. <laughs> yes. But like, it's just so weird. It, I mean, it, it's weird how it's, it's 
it's up in the air. And so if you miss it, you're going way long. And when we have and you get a hazard you know, stroke. hard greens as they should be, but hard greens where they're on a slope and you can go flying past like, yeah, that really stinks. Or when you hit gauge and barely miss by two inches, that means it falls on its side and then rolls down the hill a uh, hundred feet. You're like that seems wrong all right here's my new rule oh come on I here's got my one. new rule you are in second circle two <laughs> and if you land in circle two again then <laughs> if you don't land in circle one that, that's then a it's a hazard i've ever heard one and then it's a hazard and it makes you more cautious of your butt. Okay. <clears throat> the intern's coming up with horrible uh, ideas i know a better rule than that and a better rule would <laughs> be go. allowing anybody to do play it where it lies like if Explain I want to put bit. my foot in that pond and throw from behind it, oh. I'm gonna do it. And you're not saying take the stroke. Like if I if I hit the wall on hole eight at Maple Hill and fall in the water, and I want to pull up my pants oh, and putt yeah, from the water, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna putt from the wall. <laughs> any lie, any lie. In the I middle mean, of the like, pond, if you can see it, I'm way more it. for that than what he just said. He's just he just wants bad luck to punish you more. Well, or or yeah, bad with, putts. With thing, I want, bad I want putts. players to be less cautious when they're putting. I want to see yes, more big exactly, putts. I exactly. want to, I want you to run why everything I think the from target. Guys, this idea. this is the segment is dumb rules in case you no r- recall. The segment was cool but probably <laughs> bad. Mine ideas. was cool. It's definitely bad. Idea. <laughs> nope. Okay. okay. All right. I've got a thanks, I've got a crazy. Thanks, one. Ben. Though. Okay. He's we got, got one for someone. us. We could go on for a while. Because so what do you somebody just brought up. How they, natural you are as a podcast host. No. See that? Oh, Casey see that. is a natural. They love you. We need Casey to be on, on the podcast week. more often. So somebody said, wasn't there going to be a two-hole playoff? And they're correct. They got they got it wrong. It wasn't the tour championship. It was the MVP Open. Yeah. When Natalie Ryan and Kristen to Tatar tied, they were going to do a hole one, hole 18 combined score. And you know why it didn't happen. Because it's not allowed to happen in the Disc Golf Pro Tour or Elite Series, I'm pretty sure. Because, no. and I don't think this was something Steve doesn't want me to talk about. Steve, if it is, I apologize. We'll be more clear we're in the future. <clears throat> but Steve said he had put in a waiver for it. Yes. And something to do with, like, they weren't meeting because it was during the holidays mm-hmm. or something related to that mm-hmm. where, like, the PDGA wasn't meeting in time. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he's like, can I get it? Da, 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 right up to the event. And he's like, what are we doing? And they're like, sorry, like, no, it's not going to happen. But, like, he was putting in for it to happen. Uh-huh. It needs to be a waiver approved. So what do you think? And it didn't get approved. If the tournament ends and you're tied with your competitor and you say, <laughs> I want to play my playoff. Not it. No. <laughs> Sudden death, and they say I want to play the playoff combined two holes, and then you flip, flip a, a coin. disc or something. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Or or starting hole. Yeah, starting oh, hole is also bro. what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, you because, can choose because which the hole women you start started on. their playoff at MVP Open. They started on hole eighteen, and all playoffs prior to that have started on hole one. Yeah, cool idea. It's probably bad, but USDGC exciting. Playoffs, including USDGC <clears throat> spot playoffs. Which, how it, how cool is that idea? Mike Carmen and Raven Newsom did a hole one and hole 18 combined score USDGC spot playoff in 2020 at Maple Hill. Wow. Mike Carmen won. And then because they and then, chose to do that. No, because that's just okay. what that Steve the told them to do. It's what Steve tried to tell Natalie oh. and Kristen to do. But the USDGC well, playoff is a little different. But I would like yeah, to yeah. add Mike Carmen ended up taking it down, getting the USDGC spot. And then didn't go to the USGGC, and then Raven didn't get in on Monday no. qualifying. And the first thing I said to Mike when I saw him, I'm like, you owe Raven Newsom an apology. Like, you should have never been in that playoff if you weren't going to go, bro. That's wow. Insider. Tough, We've covered it since then. We're, we're all good friends now. Good. <laughs> so that, just a little hashing on that idea. Like, I think Evan kind of elaborated, and you were mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, like, 
what happens, Kristen Tatar, Natalie Ryan, MVP, hole 18, or whatever. They go, uh, Tatar goes, okay, like, I think she doesn't play this hole very good. So, like, we're going to go over to hole whatever it was, right? I think Natalie in that round made a mistake on 14. Would she correct it or not? Like, you could play strategy in your head. You're like, they played it so perfect the first round. There's no way they do it again. But, like, it would both turn into. Both competitors pick their, they starting, pick their starting hole, hole. hole and then flip a coin. No, they play both of those <laughs> holes. Combined. Yeah. All right, so oh. we're playing we're playing hole 11 and then we're playing hole 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a bad so idea, but it's a cool idea. You, you guys remember Macbeth talking about the world championship and yes. him trying to throw Gossage's line and how yes. he was like almost like I'm going to call it playing defense. You're <laughs> you're trying to do something to like affect the other team's offense like this would be exactly that. And actually, I I would find it really cool. I mean, of course, logistically, it'd be a nightmare. Yes, you tell me you bad wanna, idea. You want to play Maple Hill <laughs> hole four and hole 12? Like, OK, that sounds like oh, that sounds fun. like a playoff that I um, win. I'm yeah, not right? picking that for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, to hole. <laughs> Like it would be really interesting. Oh, I mean, and quick, like so many disc golfers are just like, I'm being in the moment. I'm listening to music. I'm playing my game, and this <clears> is strategy. But like, player how versus cool would player. it be if Kristen's like really analyzing yes. Natalie's round and be like, okay, like yeah, she got two bogeys here. I'm gonna pick one of those two. Yep. And Natalie's doing the same thing and figuring out where those oh, weaknesses man. are. It would be that'd be really and then interesting. You, you step up to the hole that you picked for them. Like in your mind, you're like, they're not gonna play yeah. well. And you cram a tree like right off the tee pad. You're like, oh, that'd bad be choice. Like that's so. The cool. commentary would be like. This is the hole that Kristen picked for Natalie Ryan. So you know what I mean? It'd be exciting. It'd be exciting. It would be dramatic. And you just play to par. Like, yeah. like if Kristen got a birdie on the hole chosen by Natalie and Natalie got a par on the hole chosen by Kristen, Kristen just straight up wins, even though yeah. they played a different hole. It would hole. be awesome. <laughs> we got to try uh, I'm this. I'm pretty sure I'm not a big esports guy, but I'm pretty sure that like when they play um, like pretty much like shooter, uh, like first person shooter games, they have each team picks like mm. what arena they want to play, what map. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think there's like a third or like other ones are chosen like by that. the organization. And it's really it's really interesting. You're picking one of your strengths. So, I mean, to, to that, I mean, there's so many <laughs> disc golf and like, like, picking a, a, a couple courses to be your be like Casey, where do you want to play the world championships? Oh, Smuggler's Notch. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick courses yeah. now, too. But then you're doing like hey, a one v one versus Kyle Klein. Kyle's like, go. Oh, let me do Idlewild or, or yep. Balkan or something. Yep. And like, I don't know which one you play worse at, but he would be thinking of that. You're like, so I play uh, worse at both. Worse than him. That's the only thing that matters. You're like, Guys, this is, I'll, I'll end this one on it, but you're like, okay, our playoff is not at Maple Hill hole four. We're actually saving this till we get to Smugs yeah, hole two. Yeah, like, yeah. You can pick the whole tour before you decide your or win. Or you just you play checkers to see. <laughs> oh, wins. like when uh, Ricky and Calvin yeah. uh, co won yeah, Ledgestone. Exactly. They're like, all right, this round at Idlewild practice rounds to decide who wins and keeps the trophy. <laughs> so stupid, but yes. Okay, a few more. We're getting close to wrapping okay, up. I, I actually did think of another one, but you're going to have to okay. give me a second to rethink of it. Okay, you can think about it. Um, mandatory throwing style. Nope. Well, oh, it's okay. a cool Re- idea, sorry, but it's probably sorry, bad. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. So like, I for instance, like hole four this. at Maple Hill, like they could be like, you have throwing to throw style. Overheads. Throwing style is the wrong word. Okay. It's spin. Mandatory counterclockwise spin. Mandatory counterclockwise spin. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So, so if okay. you go mandatory clockwise you. spin, that means righties have to throw backhand, lefties have to throw whatever, sidearm sidearm and then the opposite so like if it's a hole right that's just a hyzer bomb and it's just a mando you thought the about this of, oh yeah i've actually thought i think i talked about it with scott stokely actually <laughs> okay. um so the, if it's just the a, interesting here would be like thumbers to tomahawks is because like a tomahawk is a counterclockwise spin and a thumber yeah. is clockwise yeah, is a, yeah. so right? it would all apply so, it would have to apply yeah. 
Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah, it would and be cool. Of course, cool. it's it's counterclockwise from the top because of the desk. Think of even it, if you throw it upside down. Think but. of it this way: it's just a hole in the middle of nothing. There's maybe one tree, and you can clearly see the basket on the other side of the tree. But the mando is making you go to the right of it. For all righties, it'd be the easiest thing ever. But guess what? For righties, it's too easy. So now we are forced to throw sidearm around the pole. I'm not just saying it because it would benefit me, which it would, but it's just taking out the simplicity of just like, oh, I can just close my eyes and throw to the moon. And there's no way I'm not going to at least land in circle one, like throwing a, a, a counterclockwise spin angle on a disc that is moving to the left. You have to hit the height and the angle correctly so that when it hits, yeah. it doesn't cut roll or right. doesn't flex out. And it's just it's, it's a completely different challenge starting to. Eagles throwing lefty backhands now, and Bradley Williams is too. And Bradley, Bradley Williams I played with Bradley when he was throwing him in tournament. Yeah, yeah, I was playing he, he, with him at D-Glow. So someone in yeah, the chat said... steps up and did it. Yeah, someone in the chat was like, oh, or just throw it with your offhand. And I'm like, this is going to start getting harder and harder to determine offhands in the future. But that's funny. I mean, where does it... You could be like, you have to put this blindfold on and throw this shot. Like, you know, you have to... Whatever. You have to sit down on your butt and, like, throw. Like, it, it turns crazy. But you've obviously thought about it. There's a reason you said not throwing style. So, like, you could just simply be like, this hole is an overhand throw. Like, yep. it has to be overhand. Um, It's cool only because it would force a different look on a hole than maybe make it harder. Yeah, of course. But it's a bad idea because right now... I don't know. It takes away a lot of advantage for certain yeah, people. Yeah, so ba that my my <laughs> idea is strictly to try and take those righty hyzer holes and eliminate the righty advantage. Okay. Okay. Then that's why I was wondering why you made it yes. about spin, which yes. makes sense. Because yeah. I hate how many holes I can step up to on the tour and just throw my eyes closed because it's a 400 foot hyzer and there's barely any out of bounds. And it's like, you want to know it's really hard? Throwing a putter 200 feet without <laughs> turning. Like, that is hard. That is a shot that truly daunts me. Like if we yeah. just have like a literally just a putter shot. What do you throw for that straight putter? Depends on like angle or if I'm going backhand or sidearm, but like P three X. Which on that topic though, uh, Brian Earhart when he was uh, doing an AMA, uh, someone asked him uh, if Paul McBeth was a lefty and threw left-handed, let's say for all shots, either forehand or backhand, would he have six world titles? And Brian, you know, said a lot of things, but then eventually just was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't think there's so. There's not a chance. Like it just, just because of course design, not because Paul would be limited being left-handed. Like it would be the same scenario. He's as good as he is. Just he happens to throw lefty. Yep. He didn't say he's going to win zero world titles. He just said, no, he won't win six. It could be five. It could be four. Yeah. But that's, I think pretty valid. <clears throat> did you, did you come up with that other idea? Or was that it? That or, was it. The counterclockwise okay. spin, I think. Wow. We're on the same page. You got any more bad ideas in turn, Ben? No, that was the one cool I thought of. Cool ones that are bad? Uh, no, I, I just thought about that island oh, one. Okay, I'll say Circle one thing. Two. This is this is something that's just like whatever. I think on top of the basket should count. Ooh. It's harder to I, land a disc on top of the basket than it is to land in the basket. I've gone through I, on a bad uh, basket. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, through like the Tully, top. Tully or Barry, you can do <laughs> it. The through. old disc catchers. Yeah. And that counts now. I, I, I think know. just because uh, wedging it counts on top yeah, of the basket. Yeah, top of the basket should count. supported by it, right? Well, yeah. I was teaching. I don't think either should count myself. But okay. yes, wedging I agree. Does count, I agree. Then I think on top counts. So I, I started this whole show off saying I taught disc golf recently, right, to a group who didn't know about it. And I'm up there and I ran into like a foot in my mouth. And I'm like, pretty much, guys, anyway, the disc comes to like catch the bat, the disc or the, the basket comes to catch the disc. As long as it's resting, supported by the basket, yada, yada. I'm like hanging them off the nubs. I'm like in the balance and I'm like, 
Except you can't do it on top of the basket. <laughs> like everything counts, yeah. hanging it off the edge. Like, and then I'm like, but no. And I'm like, I don't know why. I've don't I, like, don't pay attention to I've that. I'm throwing I like said. crazy scramble shots out of the fairway it's or like, out of pop. the woods that just hits the hits the and it's amazing. flag and it literally just sticks there. And it's amazing. And it's like I could never ever <laughs> yes. do that. I could throw this in ten times before right. I land it on top again. And, yeah, it counted safari knockers. Right, if you had one, the flag, right? We <laughs> knocked the pole right over. We we do have one more rule coming out of me. All right, it's a little bit dumb, but it is that. <laughs> it's cool, but it's pretty it bad. Idea. When you go to a playoff, both opponents or both both players have to do a dizzy bat before. They <laughs> 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 cool idea. Oh, somebody the, somebody just, said it I in the it. chat. It's, 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 that's a vlogmas for you. But they didn't say dizzy bat. So. Oh. Okay, dude, you would biff so hard though. Can you imagine? You know how dizzy you get. Oh, of and course. Then you just yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Rip it. Yeah. You would. You would probably get seriously hurt. Like, <laughs> Honestly, just do a putting challenge after doing dizzy. Yeah, I think maybe that's, that's better. Enough. No, I want to throw. You have to yeah. have. You have to have Fair like enough. two guys on either oh, side of the tee like pad and like hold you up. Do like a small course. I could just do it at my house. Yeah, like yeah, literally like a and putter I know course. The holes, Head yeah. down to the bat. Yeah, like, do it. Do like a five time dizzy bat, or maybe like every hole I do one spin. And then by hole nine, I'm doing nine spins. Oh, you would. <clears throat> that's sickening. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good vlogmas idea. Oh, that might be. Yeah, Maybe. it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. good idea. See how you feel. And you have to eat like a large pizza before you do the round. <laughs> and drink a gallon of milk and Sprite and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting out of control. I know. This is, this is good, though. People, right. are, people are going to love Casey White after this. Oh, they man. already more, do. More. Yeah. That's what I meant. Not, I'm just looking at the chat here. Anything we're missing? Top counting would be cool. Was it with a tilt, Casey? Ha ha ha. No, the tilt goes in down on top. Okay. Obviously, there's real rules we could talk about some show where we're like, this should be a rule that changes. But that's more like, that's classic Nick and Matt. We debate it. Yes, no. This was yeah. really lighthearted fun. People, I hope you loved it. It was fun. Uh, we didn't even get to one of the topics about the aces. We'll carry that over to another episode. Um, oh, come on. All right, fine. What about the stats? I wish I would have known. We're not going to do our longest episode ever, but we will continue. We'll do this segment. We might as well. So, first of all, we'll go around. Everybody, ooh, does everybody have an unless ace? You wanna, Evan, do you have an ace? Unless you want to delay this yes, and I can I just come an back ace. with my no, I'm just first kidding. ace. Not to be sassy about it. Well, I do you can come back ace. with it either oh, way. Okay, cool. So, if you're down for next week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, did you get an ace, Evan? Yes. Okay, what's your first ace disc? My first ace was a star starfire. All right. Um, big uh, summer camp course, probably like 260 foot hole. And there's a uh, like a softball baseball backstop in front of it, but it opens on the left side. So you kind of think of a righty forehand, lefty backhand, get it around the backstop. Mm. Uh, like a couple weeks earlier, a month earlier, I hit dead center cage and it spat out. Same disc. I was so bummed. That would have been my first ace. Get it back, hit dead center with that starfire. Is that your only ace? No, I have two more at that course, then I have the hill hole two. <laughs> okay. Hey, the hill count. Hole. There I feel like people okay. should Good get job. that one's star, that one's my shortest ace. The summer camp some short holes. And that's a distance driver, or is that yeah, fair? That's right? a 10 speed. Uh, it's border. Yeah, 10 speed. Well, but you threw it 250. Okay. I mean it's a good yeah, sidearm disc. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Kind of just not quite a fire. Intern Ben, I saw your first ace on video. Yeah. What was that disc? Uh, I haven't hung out, but it was a Ledgestone uh, Sparkle Buzz or Metallic. What are they called? It doesn't matter. It was a Buzz. Yeah. It was a million different versions. Metal is that hole buzz. about the same as what Evan was just saying, 250-ish? 
It's uphill. Uh, whole six Tully. Uphill. I don't know. Whole six yeah, Tully. It's a little shorter. That it's was like, like two yeah, twenty. Two thirty yeah. uphill. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> In that yeah. same range. I threw uh an Avenger, I think it was an SS, and it was like a swirly tie-dye. It was from Marshall Street. Awesome. And it was buff. Whole oh boy, this is gonna be tough here. 12. Old buff? New buff? Old. It might have been 13. What's the one going over the pond? It was from the Amty, but it would throw over the pond, like opposite of what hole 17 does now. Dude, no, I don't know old buff. <laughs> oh, you don't? I'm a new buff So guy. I threw over the pond, like the little pond the, with the Seuss, the Seuss tree on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I know the pin placement you're talking about. Was a it was in shot. the corner of the pond, and I just remember I, just, I shouldn't be throwing a fairway or Avenger SS thing, Not but I did. It was like a year or two into it, and I was like, whew. And it went in. I can remember my heart stopped, and I'm like, I just did like the best thing in my life. I'm like screaming, you know. And it was just epic. But that disc, um, I don't have a clue where it is. Like, not oh, that's sad. What was your first disc? My first Ace disc, yeah. is a Star Beast. Beast. And I met Paul Macbeth in June 2015 at Maple Hill Open, and I saw him again about a month later at the second tournament I ever played. He came and did a clinic at the old Highland Orchard course, and while I was there, I actually got to play like four holes with Paul at lunch, and uh, it was really cool. I was literally a 15-year-old that didn't even have a PDJ <laughs> number. I just happened to be the only people that were eager, that was eager enough to talk to Paul and Hannah while they were just standing there doing nothing. You know what I mean? I was just mm-hmm. putting myself in that position, but I was like, you know what? Might as well. I just got this new beast, like Sign it up for me, Paul. And I was playing a bad round about a month later on the hill. And I just told my buddy Zach and his dad, I still play with him to this day. I'm like, you know, this ain't going. It's the easiest hole on the course. Maybe, maybe second easiest after the one that Evan aced, but it's 130 <laughs> feet downhill. Okay. And there is a right gap, which is just like the basic. You just literally toss a putter with any sort of power and you're going to get to the basket. Or you can like go turn over or flick around the left side. Well, I just decided to go tomahawk through the trees like a little v tree let's go splits the trees and i'm like oh hey i made the tree gap boom right in the dead center chains and i just remember going absolutely bonkers like screaming and yelling hollering because i just i I was convinced i was just like never gonna ace because i was just like oh everybody else i know has aces blah 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 and then uh yeah you freaking hit my first ace and i still got the distance how many aces do you think you have or do you know i just hit my 30th ace yesterday well there Nice. At Sasquatch Pines, it's gonna be in my vlog. Miss Day Ten, exclusive. No, um, how many aces for you? One, two. I have four. I have two, like <laughs> real, real shot, real shot, real shot. Real shot. Yeah, two normal ones, and then uh, like five black aces. Oh, black aces! I thought you were gonna <laughs> say like funsy aces. Five? Those are like not even aces, but you're right. You two I, 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 no, I think I have no. I have one funsy. I have two real, one funsy. And a bunch of black ones. Black ace or gray ace? Yeah. Different hole or different you know layout, that? same hole? Uh, oh. I just did Meadowbrook hole 14, you know, the the long one? Yeah. So I was so upset. I ha- it's on my Instagram right now, if you guys want to go look at it. Um, I threw <laughs> it. I was upset. Early. I was like, oh my goodness, That's it's a gray so ace. bad. And I uh, pinned it into red. That's gray That's ace. a gray ace. Same hole. I didn't know that. Black ace would be turning ace. around and acing 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have one gray ace and you know hole four to um, hole four reds. Hole four reds. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I have two black aces going into the gold basket. I don't know how, but. Gray aces. Uh, no, gray. black. Black is different hole. Different hole. Not different It layout. is a di- to the gold basket. <clears throat> That's a different pin no, position. No, that's different, different pin position layout. is a gray ace. Gray ace. 
different holes. Like, so it'd be like, like different it'd be holes. Different. Like ben if you would have aced hole no five from hole four, from that tee pad to that basket, though. That's what I'm saying. There's no tee pad that goes to from my tee pad. But it's unique. It is unique. That's what I thought it meant because technically, if I was aiming for the red basket, that counts as. An AC, yeah, like, like, yeah. because I get the difference. It may yeah, be yeah, when the yeah. course is cross or whatever, same hole, yeah. different. Okay, that's what you like, what, what do we call that one? Black. The reason that I have like, no black aces ace. is because at a course like Devon's, it's literally impossible because, like, there's no way to yeah. get to another fairway. Like, they're all so, you know, secluded in so many so trees. people have actually done that yes. to another fairway? Yes. I yeah. didn't know I, you can do it at pyramids. I'm trying to remember. I've actually seen it, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember where. I feel oh, well. like I've almost had that happen before, and I'm trying to figure out where. Like, I know I didn't hit I feel one, like in 15 like years, I, I remember it. Did. But so I, oh, oh, I know what it was. <laughs> uh, general hole 10. Oh, as I talk about, I, Devin's can't do it. You aced hole 8. I, I, I hit band on, what is, is it 14? hole 7, 8? 8. It would have been 8. <laughs> you go, like, straight through the woods. I've aced that hole real, though, not from 10. Yeah, yeah, that, the hole's, like, you know, pretty, it's pretty aceable. It's a good hole, yeah. uh, short. I, from hole 10, though. I hit that band. is ridiculous. I just went dead straight. Yeah, that's not good. There's and right. too many trees, so there's no way that's even possible. <laughs> but it did it happen. In. Oh my yes, god! Yes, I remember. Okay. Let's go. So I actually have a hit full band, spreadsheet though. of all my so, aces. Okay, so instinctively heard it, knew it hit band. So he said thirty. Ben said like two, two. real. Oh, I, Evan. I've aced red seventeen I, too. I forgot about that. How many do you got? I, I got four. Four. It's true. Yes. Okay. Four real ones like playing. Yes. I have eight. Nice. And I remember that because my eighth was on a hole eight. And I was like, just hey. file that away. <laughs> just file nice. that away. And these are all first That's shots, That's such a good right? one to get. These are yes. all first shots. Okay. Well, it's 15 years. I hope I have eight. No, I was talking about Evans, oh, too. Oh, oh, I, there's I just didn't know what we're classifying. Yeah, all mine are first shot. Yeah. Uh, through 15 years, though, there's going to be people who still don't have any. Yeah, that's so. true. My Same brother, for instance. That's good, yeah. Okay. The reason I ask about that, and we just talked about a whole bunch of awesome things leading up that I didn't have in here to talk about, Black Ace Grace, the whole thing generally speaking it's it's going to be hard i'll let you elaborate on this but are aces coming from good throws that depends because every single time i step up to a hole of disc golf that i'm not preparing for a tournament i'm trying to throw it in the basket mm -hmm. so the but last what happens if you aces, miss it doesn't matter i'm trying on the next hole yeah but is it a good throw if you miss i guess what i'm saying is like is it going to end good no okay. no ever okay. because i'm only trying to ace so that's what i'm saying like, so ace unless, throwing aces aren't unless good then. i am preparing for a tournament every single shot that i throw i am trying to put it in the basket in one shot understood but all i'm trying to say is then it's only a good throw if it goes in exactly I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna jump in it depends on the hole because like Fair hole enough. eight in maple hill you said you aced that one if you if you ace it i'm like yeah that's a good shot yeah. because you kind of want to land chain high and nail into the ground the one that casey was saying at the general seven or eight or i forget what number eight. it is like yep, that's also another backstop. one where the ground is a little bit of a backstop if you if you miss the chains you're going to still have a circle one i'm going to say there's, this <clears throat> it depends if you though, call it or not <laughs> like, absolutely like i call aces like yeah i mean like because then i know you're hole. trying mm -hmm. And, and then if it goes in and you said you were going to do you it. You should watch my Vlogmas Day 10 when it comes out and tell me if it was a good shot or not. <laughs> okay. Day 10, wow. But like, and this is, all right, Simon, sometimes you listen. I'm not holding you to it if you didn't listen to this one. Like, is Simon throwing in his shots, whether they're fifth shots or tenth shots or hundredth shots, would we call it a good throw when he gets them in, a significant ace hole? I'm going to argue reverse of what I was saying and say Yes. Like if it yeah. takes you a hundred shots, but you're trying to throw it in yeah, and you do it. Yeah, of course. That's a good shot. Yeah. 
But what about a tournament play? You're talking like Garrett Gerthy's Albatross Ace. Yes, that's like, a good like, one because if he missed chains on that, it's, I mean, that's I going will not let anybody B1. say that that was a bad shot. Like, yes, it was a bad shot, but guess what? <laughs> that's what he's fucking aiming for. Right. But I'm just stuck on this idea of like, you see um, people not trying to ace and they somehow are getting lucky and it skips and it goes in and they're like, oh my God, you know, like, you're like, that's amazing. And that's a great result. And you did it. Well, but like, was it, and, and I have, I argue both sides of it. Yeah. It was a good shot because yeah, it yeah. actually did it. Yeah. But like, we, if it didn't go in, it's a bad shot. <laughs> like, I guess uh, I've aced both ways. So. Oh, I've definitely aced with a bad shot. Like I bounced off no, a tree I'm just saying, and it was like, like I've aced where I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is just another hole of disc golf in my disc golf career. And then it goes in, but I've also yes. aced saying, I'm going to freaking ace this thing. And you, and I'll take the card. I'm like, you guys ready for a skip ace, skip ace. Boom. So okay. how many do you feel like maybe we're like, you were legit. Like, you know, I'm kind of going for it. Probably I did my it. last 20. Really? I would say my okay. first 10 were probably mostly luck. Mostly like, okay. Yeah. I'm only in my first eight, but I would say one of them was legit. And it was at Newton Hill, whether you like it or you hate it, hole 18. Okay. It was a league. And I stepped up and I was down like two to somebody. And I was like, I need to ace this and you need to par. Mm -hmm. And I just, I threw it right in. I'm like, that's impressive. Go? Yeah. I was like, I just did it. And he gets the par. We went to a playoff and I won. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Let's go, man. That's so sick. One time out of eight. I have where I kind of called it. Like I say, I kind of, I said what I had to do. I didn't quite say I am acing yep. it. That would be the next level. I was like, I have to ace it. And I did it. He, but he, he, here's what I think though, is like, we're playing this game of golf where you're, you're trying to be perfect and you never can be perfect. Uh, even Paul McBeth's 18 down. He wasn't perfect. Cause he got a par. Uh, it, it, that's the whole goal. And you're not going to achieve it with aces. Like I, or with a shot, like let's say an easy hole. I mean, even like uh hill hole too. It's yep. a really short hole. It's like 112 feet. Yep. I'm trying to get as close to it as possible and kind of also trying to throw it in because that's a good Every shot time. on that. You type can of ace hole. run it for free. I, I'm not that great. Like I, if I get in the circle, I'm like, cool. Even on that hole, as easy it is, if I'm in circle, I'm like, okay, cool. I succeeded. So getting an ace is like, yeah, I succeeded for what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. I got it within the circle. Like, yeah, it if you're talking about the most best pure shot you could do, it's probably one that slides right up and lands touching the yes. pole on the ground. That's the most perfect shot. So boring. This is golf where you're just trying to be as close to perfect and trying to do as good as you can each time. And a lot of times, depending on the hole, an ace can be a good shot. Mm -hmm. It's not maybe the most perfect. <clears throat> like if you were a robot and you're programming this, what to do, uh, I guess you would want to ace it at that point, but let's knock it there. If you're trying to program what to do, you're going to have it slide up and tap it in. Just like Climbo says, the most perfect shots, one that slides up to 10 feet before the basket. Like, yes, that's true. Still a good shot, depending on the hole. If it's like a death run and you hit chains, that's you were going a hundred feet long. If you miss, like it depends on the hole. Th throwing it in from T pad or, or whatever your designated area is where you're saying that's your first shot, throwing it in from a location to basket in one shot is an incredible feat if you're trying to do it there's no doubt about it so really the question is like did you try to ace it or did you not the result can be good either way but if you didn't try to and you're just like hey i'm just putting it out there 
I tried to get close and I did get close by making it in. I was just going to say, some might say, well, and I see this in the chat. I don't remember who said this, but like if, oh, if it's close enough to ace, it's a good shot. Mm -hmm. That's true. Maybe 50% of the time though, because like, I know people say, put it up there. So it at least has a chance. I get that concept too. But most of the time, if you're missing on an ace run, it's not, it's really not like a good shot. Like you wouldn't tell somebody, Hey, throw this full speed as hard as you can on this hole, like trying to ace it. Uh, Like an example for you is like hole four, maybe he'll Yeah. 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 Like, well, gold actually would be a great. Okay. Well, same, same thing. Basically. Like it's downhill. It for the chain. It has to be beelining. If it misses, it's going OB. Yep. In the water. (laughs) Take the poison. Do you want an ace or do you want to be a bitch? We've seen, well, we've seen seen, um, Kale skip ace in there. That's the, that's the safe. Hit the camera guy and stay in bounds. The the monopod. Oops. (laughs) Is a skip ace, not to get way out here, but like a skip ace there is the greatest thing you could ever do. Yeah. But on that hole, is it a safe ace bid? Now oh, time of course, about, absolutely. That's the safe. I try way. and do it every time. Kind of flare it. Maybe. I try and do it every time. What's your best ace? Up. See, that's actually <laughs> that's actually really spreadsheet. tough because yeah, I do have a spreadsheet. You got to rate them. Um, I <laughs> would rate Rum is day sixteen. Let's I would go. rate one of my most recent ones. So I just hit my thirtieth. This would be my twenty eighth ace. Marky Chap and I were in Oregon and we were playing uh, Whistler's Bend, which is one of my favorite courses in Oregon. And we got invited by my buddy Raymond, who I played Junior Worlds with. Haven't seen him in five years. He's like, hey, I'm in the area like he lives in the area. And my buddy and I have a private course at his house. You guys should come over. Right. Um, whatever. His dad's willing to put down 300 bucks that you guys can beat us. So we're going to go basically play a low entry, high reward challenge doubles match. We're going through the course. We're obviously playing it blind for the first time, but it's a battle. We're tied basically the whole time. Hole 16, we we missed a putt that we could have taken the lead, and we were like, dang it, but we were we were two strokes off of perfect at that point. Yeah. So whatever, we are 14 through 16, and I literally just told Marky, I'm like, I'm just going to throw this thing right at the basket. It's just straight uphill, so no fear. 300 feet, basket right there, and I literally just threw my night strike on a hyzer. It flipped up to flat, never left the chains, and just blew the whole thing up. And like... The fact that I literally was like, I'm going to do this. I was going nuts and I was freaking flexing on him. And I turned around <laughs> to like the six or seven people we were playing with. And they were all just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> what the? And, and just that alone, it wasn't my farthest ace or my most impressive shot, but it was the circumstances. Yeah, yeah circumstances. We, we, we circumstances. And then they ended up missing their birdie putt. And then we ended up winning the match because of it. And it, and then I almost aced till 18 to finish, which was, would have been crazy. But it's like the the thing that I'm trying to say is like, the ace doesn't really matter to me of the hole or the type of shot thrown because the, the matter is that you threw it from the teapad to the basket and it's the context. <clears throat> I have another really good one though. To that point, and that's why I feel like yeah. that league ace that I did was good. Yep. But just, and I'll let you go off on this. In my head, I would say, well, there, now I'm not disagreeing fully, but like, so that was Newton. You know these holes. I'm sorry to yeah, the I listeners, don't you know. don't know these holes. But, so I'll just kind of talk generically, but hole seven at uh, at sorry hole seven at pyramids. So you go uphill, mm-hmm. okay? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You throw mm-hmm. up that significant yep. hill, yep. the shorter basket. Yep. So it used to be silver back in the day. Yeah, I think now it's, it's white, white now. I was probably in, in my second year, third year, and I just ripped a star katana up there, proto star katana, just dead nuts right in the chains. To me, I feel like that was my hardest ace. Like I feel like that was my most achieved ace for me. So it's hard because I'm like, the moment, though, mm-hmm. is cooler with the other, yep. but it's an easier ace. Yep. So I don't know. 
So that's why I like the context because this is like I was just saying, like it's still the the grand scheme of it is that all of it is still T-pad to basket. It doesn't matter how you did it. And I have true. I have back to back. Uh, whatever. I had a story from Colorado. Yeah, we were playing. A, we were playing a game of three two one, which is like you usually putt, and it's like three if you make it, two for chains, one for top or cage. But we were playing where every point was a dollar. So <laughs> nice. if I step up on the tee and I hit the cage, every person there now owes me a dollar until they hit the cage themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're playing with six or seven people. So that's, you know, everybody owes everybody whatever they don't get in points. Mm-hmm. First guy steps up. We throw two shots per hole. And this is at like an elementary school where they literally teach kids how to play disc golf. Super short holes. The whole one's probably 100 feet. Shrewsbury? No, Colorado. Oh. <laughs> and I literally, the first guy steps up, throws one. Not bad. Second one, he aces. And it's like, all right, off to a great start. You know, that's cool. I step up to my first shot. I got two tactics. First one, ace. Second one, ace. And I just, I just turned around and I looked at six guys that looked at that, that looked at me with a look on their face. Like I'm about to lose a lot of fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) It was classic. And it was only a hundred foot hole, but it was such a special moment that it's like, I'm here to ace and I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) Twice. Right. Yeah. So twice where it's luck, right? You don't count that 600 foot ace. I don't count it to my ace count. It was not for a shot. Okay. Not for a shot. So I have a, a not first shot story. It's in my backyard, actually. So I have like, I technically have full 18 holes, but it's like tee pads to baskets. I have seven different baskets mm-hmm. out there. And there's a hole that's probably in the range of just shy of 200 feet. And I step up and I throw a putter off the tee pad and I hit it. And I walk, that's the only disc I had in my hand. I walk down and I pick it up. I walk back up to the tee pad and I threw it in again. And I'm like, dang, twice or it's luck, right? Twice or it's yeah, luck. I'm like, luck. but what do you do for a third? So you, I walk back up. It didn't happen. Okay. But had oh. it happened, that would be somewhere in the most impressive things That's I've done cool. in disc golf. But anyways. So you don't I count twice or it's luck is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. And that's yes. what I was just talking about, basically. Twice 100, 100 foot hole or otherwise, doesn't matter. It's impressive. Yeah, but, we, it, but that was a backyard. We, 80 foot putt, like twice in it's yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Okay. Well, we've talked... But, Longer than usual. I will say, say this, Evan. Say we, it, Evan. We have to do stat or fiction now because this is a crazy coincidence. You're saying we have to. Okay. Okay. We have then to. let's do it. Longest show ever. I've got nothing let's to do, do tomorrow. We got okay. nothing. We don't got stat work. or fiction. I can't believe we got to this point and didn't do it. So let's do it. Pull it up. I, actually, I don't know if we're going to hear it. But oh, yeah. Go ahead. Pull it up anyways. Here. Go ahead. Uh, do uh, it. Just don't talk. Oh, that's funny. He goes, Evan, just don't talk. That's funny. Okay, I'm so sorry. the music, we're letting the music fade out. That's weird. We got to look at our channel mix up there. But okay, so, Evan, take it away. Yeah, all right. Well, this is a funny coincidence. Uh, Casey, you know how stat friction goes, right? I Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured. Pro. I just wanted to check, just in case. Uh, so <laughs> stat or fiction number one is uh, there were 27 aces on tour this year uh, from both divisions, majors, elite, and silver. Cool. Oh, that's the stat. 27 is the number. Like, we have to say Evan, that's I true. don't like were... when you do this when it's like, oh, no, it's 26. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> like, about to ask. No, it's not going to be that. It's, it's either not dead that. on or way off. He's trying to be, like, way on or way off. Okay. I'm going to go first. You're going to pull up my stat or fiction icon? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say fiction. Whoever wants to go next, Ben or Casey. I'm going to say stat. I mean, I feel like that's like way too much in the ballpark. And he's saying it's either right on or yeah. way off. Yeah. So 
Oh, I'm going. I was going with stats. Yeah. I felt like maybe there was more than that. That's I what just, I was worried about. This year was but like, crazy. How many? Yeah, more? I don't know. You know I, I mean? feel like this year I'll was pretty stats, crazy, yeah. but maybe it's less than that. I feel like 27 is a pretty solid number. Yeah, I'm gonna regret it. What do you think, Evan? What do you know? Oh, Ben said stat. I totally missed Ben saying it. Yeah. This is fiction. Yeah. Please tell me it was more. A lot more. Yeah, it was 55. Oh, it was my God. Did double. I say a number? Because in my head, I was thinking 54. That's weird. Okay. I didn't say it, but in my head, that's what Th- That's saying. including all aces, not just filmed, I guess. So, right, like, there filmed. are definitely probably aces that nobody even heard about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could go through all 55. Sure. Um, that's where I was going with it, because I knew, because yeah. I was on DGN. We were talking a segment on aces. We're like, this is crazy, like, aces all yeah. the time. But those were only filmed ones, uh-huh. and uh-huh. you know there yep. was a lot. And I should have thought about that, because, like, Ledgestone <laughs> had, like, 12 aces in <laughs> <Yeah>. one day. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I mean, I could. Uh, there's yes. there there 10 in FPO, so there's 45 in FPO. Still going to lose. Um, like there, there were just like one or two for most until Ledgestone. There was like seven. Worlds had six. Oh, yeah, Worlds hold on. Breaking USDGC news. USDGC had six. Um, that also does include. Uh, that would be two from Throw Pink. So, like I said, Majors Leader gotcha. Silver. Okay, wow. I was including on. that, but it was fifty-three. Yeah, two A seventeen. I told a white lie. I actually have nine aces. Oh. Because I had an ace last year at Mountainside during a tournament. So I have a tournament ace. All right. I only have one tournament ace in my career. So that's like some people count that as like the official official. Okay. So I have have one. Yes. I don't have a tournament ace. Yes. I got it last November. Matt, I thought you with got a it Sonic. at the Capital Disc Open. No, I got it with a Sonic, Well, it's a gram thing to get a tournament ace with a Sonic. You're right, dude. And I think I might have said Tanner's something. next. Hope so. I got to give him a Sonic. Yeah, he's got to throw Sonic. throwing Sonic. Nah, it wasn't at the Capital Disc. I swear you aced no, at Capital Disc Open. I didn't no, ace there. Okay. Not that good. Okay, that I was the worst tournament that. appearance right, I've next, ever had. Next question. Next, yeah. Sorry, let's wrap this All up. All right, stat or fiction number two. Marky Chapalonis yes. has the shortest ace of the year from either division. Oh. Majors, elite, short. I know what JC right? has. It's like two hundred. It's like two hundred feet. What's wrong? with I that? know what JC has. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't really play. It was many a silver event, right? Yeah, hole one yeah. at Music City, okay. and he also aced fifteen at Jonesboro. So the stat or fiction is—is is that the stat? Is that the shortest hole that was aced? He has it. Well, he's saying he the has shortest? it. Yeah, but so I just say need to yes. think of are there shorter holes? Like, is hole four at Maple Hill shorter? But I don't know if anybody aced it. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I don't, I'll, I don't I'll, think so. Ah, uh, uh, shit. Um, including FPO because okay, I don't even like know the first. FPO layouts. You're going first, including ben. FPO, going both stat. divisions, MPO and FPO, oh, both stat. Ben says stat. Easy. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say fiction. Wait, you said he does hold this ace for the shortest. He is right? the shortest. Okay, hole. so if I'm Mark saying there's a shorter the hole, ace of the year. Yeah, if I'm saying All there's right. shorter, Matt needs. Oh, dang it! Fiction. I, I I don't want to change my mind because I already said it, but I was thinking of a hole that's not Casey, actually. You have to go stat if Casey. you want a chance. All right, I'll go stat. <laughs> Steve Falco. Steve Falco rule. <laughs> I hope he watches it. <laughs> All right, this is. Fiction. Oh, oh man, this game's over. Uh, his uh, ace was actually hole one, Music. round one. Yes, the only opening ace of the year. Nice. I didn't check back in last year, um, but thought that was really cool. Uh, there were two holes that were shorter, both at the v- Beaver State Fling. Oh, oh I didn't uh, even play Chandler, that event. <laughs> Chandler Fry took home a 175 foot ace on hole number four on Milo West. Yeah, you also I had know. Christian Dietrich. 
Get one on hole five on Milo East. No, it's a crazy short holes. So I didn't play that a freaking event. As we're talking about our aces, good or bad throws, that was just a lucky throw on my part right there. <laughs> just like fiction. Uh, I just didn't want to freaking vote with you because then you would still have the lead. I thought, he would have won, yeah. Oh, either way. Yeah. So, I, so the problem I made, I got lucky. For some reason in my head, I went to like hole eight at Maple Hill and I'm like, oh yeah, that's shorter for sure. And I'm like, oh dang, like no, well, gold. no, that's 400 feet, yeah, bro. Exactly. So that was, I got lucky. That's when I said oh, I should change it because I'm uh, thinking of the no, wrong yeah. thing. And I, I was like, no, I'll I keep lied. It. You could have tied him. That was my mistake. I thought, I thought Matt would have won no matter what. Nah, but still, I mean, yeah. I was just, I'm like, saying yeah. if, if he said fiction, it would have been one to two. I thought it was game over. <laughs> Oops. Intern <laughs> Ben leading him astray. <clears throat> By the way, the Steve Falco rule, freaking be just a random me. chatter that we've had in here. Random a person who he watched our show. Wow, I hope he's still listening. Please comment. He would this. always hate if people would play the game like you guys just did. Like, oh, it's probably the other answer, but I want a chance to win, so I'll say this. He's like, you got to write it down. You can't do that. So we just called the Steve Falco rule. You can't do it, but you guys did. That's okay. Evans, <laughs> we did it incorrectly. I'm losing, I'm losing so we let's lost. do double or nothing much, on this yeah. one. Double oh, or nothing? Yes, yeah. we'll double still get zero. Matt's, let's go. That's calling it. So we'll still get zero. We're going for it. Double or nothing. We'll still get zero. Spicy. Let's go. We're, Casey, we're we at got, zero. Yeah. Zero times two equals zero. We're sticking with Chandler Fry. His ace on hole four, the Beaver State Fling, was the easiest. I'm going to put that in quotes. Uh, easiest ace of the year, and that's based on field average for that oh. hole. And during another that event round. I didn't play on it. So not actually the easiest Good, you don't have an advantage get it in the this. basket and stick and all that, but so easiest hole, so easiest. Can ace. we write down our answer on this one, or at least just gentlemen's agreement? Like yeah, we're I'll not going to change it. Phone. Think it up, because otherwise we're going to play that game. Steve Falco rule. Here we go. Um. That was the easiest hole that was aced all year. I have my answer. Yes. And that's based and off that's of percentage. That's the field average yeah. during that round. Just the oh, round. During th that during round. During that round. Not the year long at all the events. Oh. No, 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 no. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm saying the field average during that round. So, like, if the same hole was played all four rounds yeah, of the same hear, tournament. Yeah. It only counts for the round that they aced in. All right, but it's, I got my. But answer. but you're all, but you are comparing it. For that year. Yes, but you are comparing against all aces for that year. I'm carrying okay. that field the field average to all of the aces. Okay, this I'm year. committed got it. to my answer. 2022 majors. I'm committed to my answer. What do you and got? I'm, pissed I'm committed. I'm pissed. <clears throat> we all picked the same. Fiction stat. Yes. What stat? <laughs> wow. Okay, so this is it. We either tie or we die at zero. All right. This is fiction. <laughs> I win it. Why? Somehow. That sweeps it. Look Whoa. at this. Goodness. What happened so, there? I've never the done that average, before. All right, can I, I guess the next one? Was, can I guess can I guess the other two, hole? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh Beaver State Fling hole four, Milo West was 2.4078. So super easy. easy. What do you think, Casey? Um I want to guess it, it might be wrong, but this is just kind of what comes to mind. It's for just me. the easiest hole, right? That's the what you're looking for, for on that tour day yes. with, with, with an, it ace. Had an ace. Oh, but it had an ace. Uh, I'm going to say yes. hole seven at Lake Eureka. I think I'm wrong, but that was the only hole in my mind. Is that over the water? No. What is that? That Chandler Fry also aced yes, that did. one. It's kind of a wooded short shot. Yeah. That average. Oh, I know what you're talking uh, about. 2.4459 so when barely. both Chandler Fry and GT and Hancock GT East, got it. Yep. 
uh, and then it averaged a little bit higher when Matt Bell got it um, in a different round. That was windier that uh, round. And yeah, uh, so it is not that. So one. how close is it? Two point four four to what? Two yeah. point the. So Chandler Fries that we were talking about that was the benchmark was two point four. Oh, seven, eight. Okay, 2.4. I'll say the winning, the winning hole, the lowest yeah. uh, field average yeah. with an ace was 2.3596. What'd you probably learn? What hole? What hole? So it was hole 15 at I Jonesboro. Oh, it's Marky Chap! It's Marky Chaps as well. So both these questions are fiction. Flipped with Chandler Fry and us Marky, Chap. Marky Chap. Fuck you. But two different holes at Marky Chap ace. Are you listening, Marky? No, he's not listening. Wow. Well, I, I'd never done that before, so thank you guys for, you for that opportunity. Us. It's usually Nick that just slays me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sad. Thank you for bringing that to us, Evan. Um, yeah, what is the coincidence that I had yeah. an ace stat or fiction lined up when wow. we were talking about aces? That's before you even sent the show. Yeah. No, that was after the show notes. I guess I didn't think about it. I don't know. Maybe it was, it was subliminal. It was subliminal. I thought you were going to give me like the but. good questions like Simon gets like, who has more wins in 2019? And I would have been like, this is way off. No, and to be clear, Evan, we haven't had this off show meeting. But I like the, and apparently I do. <laughs> I was saying, I like this statter fiction a lot. I feel like this is super fun. Uh, thank you for bringing that to us. Um, man, the chat loved Casey here in studio. It's I don't awesome. know if you noticed, Ben, but it's so much easier to have conversation. Like, yeah. I mean, I know course. Evan. I'm looking at it. So yeah, it works out while we're talking. <laughs> but sometimes when you have a new face yeah, of interview and they're remote, you're yeah. like, it yeah, feels yeah, kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. So this was really cool. Um, you're definitely welcome to join next week. I think Nick will be here too, so we might pump you to the couch if All you right. do come in. All right. But we have more cameras. And Simon will be here. <laughs> no. no, he'll be in Germany. <laughs> exactly. Uh... Germany. <laughs> Ben's trying so hard. Ben is a super fan. No. He hey, goes, Evan's the one that said he'd drive an hour and a half only if Simon was coming. So well, I was going to pair with going to the office. And uh, then yeah. no one said so anything. Casey's so like, hey, here. He's not making the drive. Simon. I just thought of a He's segment for drive. next week, but maybe I wouldn't be able to handle it myself. We should definitely do a roast like of our show. Okay. Oh, that'd be funny. I call, like I just make fun of like mannerisms. Like, like, I'll just, like I'll Nick start, says too. I'll just start writing down Nick Carl stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And Nick, we won't tell him it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit him in the couch over there. Nick, you better not be tuning in. Mine would be just like my quips on Evan. That's like my signature. (laughs) My quips. Yeah, that every time we play around together, it's proven false. Okay. (laughs) This was a good, it was a long one. The chat was like, I'm here for it. Let's keep going. But this was a long one. I don't know if it's there with our longest, but it's got to be. This has got to be in a top five longest. So I hope that's okay, Casey. But we will... uh, Wrap it up. Usually Nick closes it out, um, but I don't think there's much left to say. Did I miss anything, guys? Not too, too much to no, say. No, not too much. So let's wrap it. He's <laughs> uh, starting to roast Patreon already. Patreon after, after, uh, after show talks. All right. Well, we've made it to this point in the show. I have a, I have a fairly early morning. I, I do teach people. So <laughs> All right, let's close it out. Um, who says what? Nick usually says tell someone. Oh, uh, that was the show, guys. Um Thanks to Casey for coming into studio. Yes. Thanks for Matt for coming into my studio. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, guys. And yeah, just uh, shameless them. plug, Discara, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell somebody you love them. Yep. That's right. You're awesome, Ben. Casey, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. Peace out, everybody.